This week we read The Adventure of the Sussex Vampire. I want to suck at writing women and minorities. <laughs> it, it's me, Arthur Conan Dracula. God. What? <laughs> Impeach the motherfucker, all our buddies. Welcome back to the final podlum, the only Sherlock Holmes read-through podcast coming at you live from the House of Cheese. Uh, for my part, as always, I am the guy who stops writing the intro after the joke, and joining me <laughs> is the handsome man from north of the pan, Nicholas Cohen. Nick, how you doing? The pan? What pan? Yeah, you know, the pan. The panhandle. The pan? The Florida pan. You're the north floor. of the Florida panhandle, aren't you? Extremely North. Washington? Like the opposite. Yeah. Side of the, yeah, I guess, technically. I guess. Boom! Come at <laughs> me! What? My, my whole persona on this podcast is just that comic of the guy with his arms crossed and then he's just like, I guess. Yup. <laughs> now, Nicholas, tell me this, because this yeah. is an argument I will have for a long time with many people. When you <laughs> lived in California, as I did, we lived yeah. in Southern California. Southern California counts as the South. We could call ourselves Southerners if we wanted. Damn, you're right. You're right. That's yeah, technically true, and I hate it. And I'm also, that saying. explains a lot of people in the AV's politics. Yeah, as well. <laughs> I just there's, there's this whole category of like true but not usefully true. Yeah, that, like the Beatles were a boy band. I, I mean, yeah, okay, I guess, <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Cold plays a boy band too, I guess. <laughs> Coldplay's a man band. <laughs> there was oh, there was like an play. interview or something where Chris Martin affectionately calls U2 a boy band, and it just killed me. I thought that was the funniest shit Yikes. ever. I was like, that's yeah, pretty good. They, yeah, I they, mean, they are boys used to grow up for the past thirty years. Oh. So yeah, that, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Ooh. yeah, creatively, no, I mean, they they found the sound and they stuck with it. I'm a YouTube fan. I like their work. On to, yep. No, I I do too. I, I'm I just like gonna say, like, if you and... if you played if you played like boy and rattle and hum and like fucking how to dismantle it at the top of if you played those YouTube out of order and asked me to well yeah if you, <laughs> if you put a gun same. to my head and said which one of these came first I would run away. <laughs> Right? <laughs> what era of U2 is this? I gotta go. I gotta go. Exactly. Yeah. God. Um. Okay. Well, let's get into this very dumb story. <laughs> yes, please. Oh my gosh. I'm dying to just dig my grippers into this story. You know how I never remember what any story is about? I remember yeah. this story because <laughs> it was bad. Um, That's pretty good. The first mention, the first and only mention of the giant rat of Sumatra... In this the story. The giant rat of Sumatra. The giant rat. Yep. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a meme. The, the giant rat okay. of Sumatra is like, as far as I can gather, like a Holmesian meme. We're just. Okay. Fans of the show are just like, oh, haha, remember that? Like, it's like the, it's like the Gorm from Star Trek. Like the, the sure. Gorm, the big lizard guy with like the, just the bad costume when he fights Kirk. It's like, it's a meme in that way. And that it's so weird and dumb, but people love yeah. it. You know, I um, wish I could make more fun of that, but I just today followed a Twitter account that tweets exclusively Dune memes, so I don't <laughs> think I'm in any <laughs> position to pass judgment here. Yeah, um, the giant rat of Sumatra, yeah. which is not a sex manual, although it might sound like it. Okay, so this fucking thing. All right, it starts <laughs> out. 
it's it dispenses it first of all it, it dispenses with all pretense it just jumps right in there's yep. no immediately once upon a wednesday like no 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 it's just the, like no description of the weather and the mi- the fog nope. traveling down the street in london and the color uh, uh, of the no curtains. reason no no thin justification for watson spending the night with watson and with with homes instead homes, of his yeah. wife <laughs> Yeah. He's just there. Don't no. worry about it. Shut up. <laughs> just jump right in with um, Holmes saying, "Yo, Watson, check this weird shit out." Check this shit out. Throws him a paper across the, yeah, um, and toss it over to me. Literally, I just picture him like reading it, balling it up, throwing it across Baker Street, hitting Watson in the side of the head bah. with it. <laughs> Watson, look at this. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a letter from um someone uh purporting to be on behalf of someone else. Uh, right. regarding vampires is the heading. Re-vampires. Re-vampires. And <laughs> email. Um, it's like just, that's the subject of the email. Um, yeah. And yeah, so it's just, uh. Which is, it's, I, I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> Cause, cause that's where, you know, re and emails comes from. Mm. It's regarding, right? But then we've, we've kind of stopped thinking about it like that. Like yeah. I make dumb jokes. I have to send a, I have to send a report every day at the end of my work day, mm-hmm. uh, about, um, Department of Transportation things I've done. It's, it's a whole thing. It's, it's not worth going into, but the point mm-hmm. is it's my end of day DOTs. And so all my subject lines say EOD DOT. And I usually tack on something at the end like LMNOP or BBQ <laughs> or RESPEC. <laughs> and now I think I might just have to have them say re-vampires. That's really good. It's spooky season. Why not? It is! I love oh, it. Oh, that's right. It's the spooky times. Yeah. And like, guys, when we, when we chose this last time, we did not realize that this is, this is gonna fall the week of Halloween. And like, <laughs> we continue, Nicholas, as you said in your text to me, we continue to plan precisely nothing, nothing. for this. <laughs> and <laughs> it and continues yet. to work out in our favor. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be lucky than smart any day. That's oh just yeah, me. that's you know what? Sometimes fly by the seat of your pants can get you pretty far. Yeah. Speaking uh, of pants, listeners, can you tell me what's on my shirt? Oh goddamn! Wait, you can't see it. Never mind. Okay, no. Casey, this is an audio format. Listeners, wait. I don't know okay. if you. I don't know if you've listened to a podcast before, Casey. <laughs> but. <laughs> Can't I just exactly. thought the guys were, I just thought they were real hard to see is all. I just, Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> if you just, if okay. you turn the volume up high enough, this is actually a life you hack. You can see them. If you turn the Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, this is good. Um, oh, good time. Oh, oh man. Gosh. I think the Sudafed just hit. This is going to be a good time. <laughs> right. Um, All right, so yeah. revampires. <laughs> Revamp. What's what? What is it? What is it? Revampires, Nicholas. Yeah. So, so it's a letter from someone uh, purporting to be on the behalf of someone else. Our client, Mr. Robert Ferguson, of yeah. Ferguson and Muirhead Tea Brokers. What's a tea broker? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, have made some inquiry. Whatever of of even date concerning vampires. As our firm specializes yeah. entirely upon the assessment of machinery, the matter hardly comes within our purview. <laughs> yup. But it comes into yours, Mr. Holmes. This <laughs> is my favorite thing about this incredibly stupid story. Yeah. It's that, it's that at no point does anyone say vampires are not real. Every instance of it is like, oh, well, that's, that's not my area of expertise. I, I don't have the training. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I don't know. I didn't go to ghost college. I don't know anything about ghosts. I don't. Ghost <laughs> college? 
That's good to from, good old spook you. That's from a joke that was either like an internet post I saw somewhere or something about Hamlet specifically. Because it was like they sure. were making a joke that like they when they first see Hamlet's father in ghost form, they tell Horatio to go try to talk to it because Horatio went to college. And they're like, right? <laughs> he didn't go to ghost college. Like, why is he anywhere about ghosts? <laughs> Qualified, You're qualified to deal with this than anyone else. You went to college. They teach you about ghosts God, there, that's right? So good. I minored in ghosts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, that's my favorite thing. Is that this this machinery company is like, huh? Mm-hmm. Vampires. No, that's not. I don't think. I don't think we have the manpower to handle that. Right, okay. yeah, like, send uh, send this to that this guy who one time solved a mystery for us. <laughs> oh, do you like weird shit? How's this for yeah. you? Yeah. So, okay, go on, go on. Uh, I'm, le- I'm gonna let you lead here because you re- you remember and enjoy this one a lot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the back seat on this one, Nicholas. Oh, so if you'd yeah. like, here I'm gonna take off the pilot's cummerbund. If you wanna just wrap that around yourself, and All if right. you wanna take the uh, sword of office, go ahead and sheath it. Do you, do you wear your sword over the back or on the waist? Uh, yeah, back. It's a little more like over the back. So you can way. yeah, you put it in your left hand if you're driving. That way you can stick it out the window. Yeah, okay. exactly. And just, like, here's. Yeah your false beard okay good to go okay all right those are my real beard um all right so (laughs) um old double beard cohen two uh so (laughs) someday we'll get to the story um so okay yeah he gets this letter um, i once saw (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry no i just i once saw Yeah. I once saw a tweet that said, uh, that said, beloved podcast, now just 57 minutes of in-jokes. <laughs> yeah, we're already and there. It hurt, because it was <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, um, that's this. Uh, welcome to the final problem. Problem. I don't know. I did one of those memes today. I sent it to you. I did one of those memes on the Twitter where it's like you take the text abbreviations and you mm. turn them into things related to the thing yeah. you're talking about. And like Good. that shit's impenetrable. Like <laughs> I tried to, I tried to make it as accessible as possible. Like if anyone's seeing this for the first time, they'll know we make a goofy show about Sherlock Holmes. No, they're gonna be like, <laughs> who the fuck is Prime Minister Pocatot? <laughs> What's a Beppo? <laughs> it's, it, I mean, technically, Technically, if you really like, no, you couldn't. You would have no idea this was a show. No, no. I mean, Prime Minister Polka Dots is there in the text if you look for him. But he's yeah. canon, yeah. But everything else, kind of like, yeah, he's a canon kitty. Um, okay, he yeah, is. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna die and get to heaven. Conan Doyle's gonna see me and he's gonna be like you. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, Shut up about I just got a text. I just got a text from my wife asking why I'm yelling. <laughs> it's just weird. it's just how podcasts are made don't worry about it it's part of the process yep wait a minute creative podcast i am sorry donna i did not mean to yell in fairness it was about nicholas's false beard so <laughs> i i was trying for a second there to like make a joke about like which of my female friends should i joke is my beard but i can i don't know <laughs> oh no that's it yep all right yeah. But yeah. I am sorry, my darling. I will attempt to be quieter. This is a real dumb story. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. So, so lead on. Lead on. What's the? Gotta, you, we're we're in the says. we're in we're in literally the third sentence of the story. So let's yes, <laughs> yes. We're on page one still. Okay. So yeah, they get the letter. Um, and Holmes kind of just like 
Yeah, he says right now, does it come with an R purview either? Uh, well, anything's better than being bored. Go ahead and. Vampires? Yeah, do we do do that? I guess. But, um, so yeah, so he tells Watson to Google vampires, basically. (laughs) Go to the. Essentially. Yeah, Yeah, reach up to the index, see what's under V. Um, so he does, and there, I, is there anything about this? Uh, yeah, he's like, well, you know, um, vampirism in Hungary, and again, vampires in Transylvania, like. Okay, well, here's, no, here's what I love about this. Yeah. First of all, first of all, this recurring weird descriptive trope, he says, make a long arm, Watson, and see what V has to say. And it could just, lo- just noodly, long like, arm, Slenderman. Just Mr. Appended. Fantastic kind of thing. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, like, it's not, he's not checking the Encyclopedia Britannica. He's not checking the Encyclopedia Americana. He's not checking, like, the Encyclopedia Abomina or Monstromina or anything mm-hmm. like that. This isn't, like, the spooky encyclopedia. This is, this is, like, his own reference volumes of his own cases and also miscellany that he has it's included. True. Yeah, like, it's just being but curated specifically for him. Exactly. And By so, him. Which means, which means that at one point, he was reading through his other reference materials and thought, vampires. Yeah, I'll put that in there. That's gonna come in. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, this might be relevant someday, somehow. Who knows? And he was not wrong. And yeah, he, he's, he's flipping through it and he says, uh, Victor Lynch, the Forger, Venomous Lizard, um, Vittoria, the Circus Bell Vipers. Hello, hello. Good old index. You can't beat it. And it was a real, like, <laughs> Doctor Who moment, and it made me really happy. Yeah, yeah, good, good old, old index. index. Yeah. But vampires, so reliable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, I mean, so like, I, I'm sorry, I just, we, we talked a little bit about how this is, like, the most quotable story we've read so far, because it's full of insane bullshit. It's really good. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, although, on, like, a sort of serious note, it does make sense for him to have his own index, now that I think about it, because it's yeah. like, he made his own job. It's so specific oh, yeah, he had to make it himself. So it's like, it makes sense that he would have to, like, specifically have his own separate uh research for Cobble things his own system relating, together. To, related yeah. to crime. Because it's like, you never know what you're going to need to know. So it's like, he Absolutely. kind of is just like, well, I've had a lot of cases dealing with this, so it kind of warrants its own thing. I had a lot of these kinds of... So it's like, yeah, it right. kind of makes sense. I didn't... I always kind of assumed that, like, the index just meant the encyclopedia or something like that and like right. he had i don't know books about stuff but no he just is making it himself but anyway yeah, just putting his own thing together his own personal google well um, yeah he says he says rubbish watson rubbish what have we to do with walking corpses who can only be held in their grave by stakes driven through their hearts it's pure lunacy and i have two things to say about that first <laughs> thing it's very interesting to me that he says held in their graves not killed that's interesting because mythology changes with culture. And I'm going to talk about that more in a second. But like, you know, our cultural framework for vampires is, you know, you put the stake in their heart and it kills them. And I feel like that's true of most things. I don't really feel like that's a, <laughs> yeah. a failure on, <laughs> right. on the part of the vampire, especially physiologically. But um, it's like burning witches. It's like surprisingly, if you burn a real person, they will also die. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, that's not <laughs> unique to them. It's right? Like, it's, there's in uh when we ran semi-auto magic, one uh Thony's character um and Jackie's too, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. were were both half fey, like they had fey characteristics, and the more the more they used their fairy powers, the more like fairy traits they would take on, including weakness to iron. Mm-hmm. And at one point, somebody was gonna hit Thony's character with like a like an iron bar, and it's like, well, won't that hurt him because he's a fairy? And I'm like, no, it's gonna hurt him because he has a spine. Like. <laughs> Yes. You know, ironically, you stab me with a piece of rebar, I'm not gonna do too well either. (laughs) Okay, Uh, but my point is this. mm -hmm. That got me thinking. There's a comic I really enjoy called Witch Doctor, uh, Mm -hmm. which is, the, the, the central premise is that the main character is a guy who is a wizard, but like from a scientific standpoint, and he's a doctor, like his, his scalpel is literally Excalibur. It's the coolest fucking thing. Nice. But like, yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a take on the Cthulhu mythos because like in this, uh, you know, Cthulhu and Haster and all those guys are, uh, are the great old infections because the, the universe is, uh, like a living thing and they're invading the host body. So it's, it's the whole thing from a medical standpoint. And it's really interesting. Cool. But beyond being a super cool comic, there was an essay in the back about the nature of mythology and how it changes. And it made a really interesting point that I had never thought of before, which was mm-hmm. that when, vampires and werewolves and other kind of monstros uh entered the popular culture it was not a one bites you and you become one situation if you were if you became a vampire it was because like an especially wicked person had died and their evil corrupted their corpse or whatever and they came back and same thing with (laughs) werewolves werewolves were usually like the result of like a family curse or wicked Mm -hmm. deeds or something like that and it was only once germ theory became widely accepted and the transmission of disease became more widely understood that the the mythology shifted to no this is a transmissible disease this is this is biological evil that can be passed to you that's that's super interesting i mean yeah. it makes sense it's yeah. the coolest thing because i mean it all myths just... are kind of born from some element of the truth you know right there's yeah. always a grain of something in there right yeah that's cool. we're gonna find those werewolves one day we'll find that werewolf gene Here's just a werewolf, werewolf named gene <laughs> what? <laughs> that werewolf gene who lives up in oregon you found me <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't hiding. Out, I don't. He just comes out of his house and like Jean's holding a beer. Like, what do you want? What's up? It's a full <laughs> moon and I'm busy. Werewolf. Yeah, right. What can I do for you guys? This I love is my this. prime howling time. <laughs> I love this new um, freaking like side character that we yep. just invented. Gene the redneck werewolf. Well, see, the thing is, he's actually quite quite uh, erudite and cosmopolitan. He just feels the need to put on the whole redneck thing because of where he lives. You know, he's got to wear a lot of flannel. He just, he, just, he doesn't want to get his windows broken. He feels like he's already pushing his luck with the werewolf thing <laughs> enough. He doesn't want to be a snooty werewolf yeah. who's like, <laughs> so I was going to say, you could be a lycanthrope. He's like, no, I'm laid back. I promise. You can you can murder someone in our village once every full noon, full moon, but you come in here with your glasses on acting like you're better than us. That's just not acceptable. <laughs> uh, oh, werewolf gene. Oh, so before we Still since we're probably one. since we're probably not going to get the story anytime soon. I just want to my my question, my host question for today is Yeah. We we kind of established pretty quickly on holmes doesn't believe in supernatural beings the supernatural of any kind he just baseline is like i'm gonna i'm going off the knowledge that there is no supernatural realm which is correct there um but if 
it were, if you could see Holmes face or be any mythical creature or Ooh. anything like that, what would you, what do you think would just be the raddest? Like, wizard Sherlock Holmes or like Sherlock Holmes vampire, just anything like that. Like, do you, like, what do you, I feel like you would have some. That's a really good question. Right. Um, We can edit out the think and pause. (laughs) Cause I. Yeah, it's it's true. Well, let's consider, I mean, wizard Sherlock Holmes has been done a number of times. Um, the Lord Darcy series. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's a series called Warlock Holmes. Um, I actually bought just today a, um, a novel. I'll look it up. It was in my bookbub recommendations. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, it's called A Study in Sable, and it's actually a part of a series that doesn't have anything to do with Holmes, but the articulation of this one book in the series is that Watson is some kind of elemental magic master. I don't know. It looked nice. It looked worth spending a buck ninety nine on. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, yeah. that sounds cool. Um, yeah, there's actually a series called Lord Darcy um, that takes place in sort of an alternate 18... 18- something something where uh Mm. there is magic and lord darcy is the prime investigator of uh the church of england who is now like the dominant power in the world and like they've got science but they understand it through the lens of magic oh that's cool yeah it's real freaking cool there's like they find blood and they they do some magic to it and they're talking about like spectral groupings and I I forget the exact description but they're clearly talking about chromosomes right they're clearly talking yeah, about DNA yeah. but in a magical context is real cool so and I I feel like that trope has been played with really well before so let's what would be a fun thing for Sherlock to have to fight because it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. um. I feel I, like there are a lot of... Go ahead. I... The ghost of Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. I feel like we could do something... Or, like, I don't know. Well, they kind of... There's, there's like, a parody pastiche kind of... I think I'm pronouncing that right. Where... That I think Doyle wrote himself. I love a good pastiche. Where Crack open the shell. Like, nice and salty. <laughs> where he's, like... um That Doyle wrote... That's basically just him talking to Holmes... And I'll, I'll send you, I'll, I'll find it somewhere and send you a link. It was like included as like a fun bonus thing in one of my editions, but, um, so that was pretty fun. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, that's, that's more just like meta though. Um, right. Not really. Well, speaking of meta, are, are you at all, are you at all familiar with the McElroys? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So they did, I think it was only on the maximum fun bonus feed, so I could be wrong, but. They ran a special game of one of the boys' own design. They made it up. Mm-hmm. That was it. Was literally the description was for Sherlock Holmes, one of whom is a Dracula, which lines up so perfectly. <laughs> this it blows my mind. Yeah, um, I got yeah, to listen to that right now. I yeah. think I might have to. I I would send it to you, but that would be a clear violation of my agreement with Maximum Fun not to share my secret password with anyone. Wink. So. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, talking with, I think, I mean, Sherlock versus himself is, you know, the classic sort of mm. holodeck, holodeck kind of setup. Sherlock um, versus evil Sherlock. It's just him with a beard. Yeah. Exactly. Who, honestly, yeah. not that different. Um. <laughs> that, no. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty reasonable guy. We're going to go get breakfast later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be like the evil Spock thing all over again where he's like, really not that bad. <laughs> slightly yeah, no, more of a yeah. usually is yeah upsetting stance on yeah. eugenics but other than that <laughs> yeah um um 
Let's see. Huh. I feel like shapeshifter <laughs> Holmes would be pretty cool. Some kind of just like, like instead of where instead of he p- putting on really like elaborate costumes, he just turns into whatever he wants. It's like just like Holmes yeah. but Odo basically. Where like if he needs to. I think to... Holmes but Odo. Yeah. I think, I think it would help a, him a lot. A market for that. Like he we could just be a work. mouse and yeah, he could just be a mouse and listen in on conversations that he needed. He's like, oh, I got okay, this information. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Here it is. I've got it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so what it is, I want to see Holmes, uh, as a paladin, as the chosen of either mm-hmm. uh, the capital G God or some other God, you know, mm-hmm. uh, specifically to fight dark and unholy powers. And he just doesn't believe a fucking word of it. He's like, this is some <laughs> bullshit. Obviously, I'm still going to do it. They're sacrificing people over there. Obviously, I'm going to... Yeah, I'll take your stupid sword, and later I'll figure out how it's science, not magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, but he would never do it. so great. I'm so... Yeah. Because you see a lot of that trope in, like, I don't know, like, fantasy kids fantasy literature and stuff where it's just like whoa magic is real and they're like learning how to use magic and like surprised by it but they believe it but you don't see much of just that like magic is actually real for real but they still don't Uh it's just like nah this is stupid just explaining it away just just scullying their way through like their whole story it's just like that would be amazing you've given me a fireball spell to throw at the bad guy i can't take the time right now to explain to you why the physics of that don't work but i'm gonna i'm gonna go fight it but we're gonna talk about this later yeah (laughs) yes that would be really good that would be amazing i love that answer just talking to his deity and being like okay i need to prove to you why you don't exist like why (laughs) you don't make sense yeah (laughs) all right we might have Uh, to work on that we yeah we might have to that might have to be a little a little side project series of ours Oh, absolutely. All right, so okay. the <laughs> the Sussex vampire. Um, okay. okay, no wait. I just I have one more. I have one more quote. So they're talking. Yeah, they're talking vampires. Mm. And Holmes, Holmes again. Holmes doesn't say there are no such things as vampires. He just says this is this isn't really our area. <laughs> yeah, this isn't really. Yeah. And Watson says, but surely the vampire was not necessarily a dead man. A living person might have the habit. I have read, for example, of the old sucking the blood of the young in order to retain their youth. And I'm like, what? John, you are a doctor. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I know. I know we're like, like <laughs> once you know what the story is actually about, you're just like, Watson, dude. Watson. <laughs> I know we're like, we're like 30 years removed from the whole like four humors or like you got too right. many ghosts in your blood. You should do cocaine about it. Like, mm-hmm. but still, it's real bad. And Holmes replies, but are we to give attention to such things? This agency stands flat-footed upon the ground, and there it must remain. The world is big enough for us, Watson. No ghosts need apply. Which, first of all, racist. Second of all, but just the idea that, like, no, 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 that sensationalism. No, people won't get, no, 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 they'll see. We, we deal with serious, real business. Right, and, uh, we can't take like, this case about again, vampires. Just... No one will take us seriously ever again. Exactly. It doesn't matter they, whether they're real or not. It's like, it's, no, no. It's, I don't know. It's like when, um, in, what was it? Like, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs or, or something like that, where the dad owns a fishing tackle shop and the, the son is like, well, you, you know, maybe, maybe you think you should expand, you know, think about like jazzing up the business a little bit. And he's like, you mean automatic lures and just like you know not, not really it's like you mean ghosts and i just love the idea that like is busting mortal criminals no longer enough must we now bust ghosts <laughs> must we become some kind of monster squad right. is this the price of doing business <laughs> just... Oh, it's you just keep good. going and you're 
line of work so long that eventually you just run out of shit to do and it's like well we gotta we gotta find some way to you know yep gotta <laughs> like, start fighting monsters it's either that or get a real job <laughs> and i think we all know sherlock's <laughs> not doing that <laughs> just picture him in like i don't know as God, a butler or subway like... <laughs> <laughs> just, no, just like it's like Welcome to Subway. What would you like? A spicy Italian? Here's why you're wrong. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Actually, I tell you what you want. Yeah. I, I can tell by your, by your left lapel that you actually exactly. want. <laughs> yeah. Walks in. I can see by the freckles on your nose that you want a cold cut combo. I didn't even know that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, all right. Let's, 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 let's get going here. You tell us, tell us the Cheeseman's tale. Okay. So Mr. Cheeseman. Um, no, uh, so, I think Cheeseman's, yeah, Cheeseman's Lambert, Lamberly is the name, Cheeseman's Sussex. is the name of the house in yeah. Sussex. Oh, Where Ferguson, is... Fer- Ferguson, sorry, there's, there, there is an important bit here about how this yeah. is all like three steps removed. Ferguson is claiming to write on behalf of a friend and writes to Holmes at his lawyer's recommendation. Insert yeah. bloodsucker joke here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. It's so much like it's like it's literally just asking for a friend. It's like, hey, Mister Holmes, yep. do you know anything about vampires? I'm asking for a friend, by the way. Asking for himself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So my anyway, friend. Yeah. Gergeson. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Go on. Go Gergeson. on. You got it. You got it. Yeah. So so he's writing. Um. He he writes to Holmes and he's like, look, this is I I got a problem here and. And, uh, and then, and then I think he gets another letter. Um, yeah, no, he, he writes that letter just as a, as like a pre, he, he writes that letter first. And then later he gets another letter that's actually from him basically saying like, okay, right. listen, I, I, this is actually not, I'm not asking for someone else. I'm asking for me. Here's what's going on. Right. And that letter's like eight pages long. I'm like, I got through, it's like, dear Mr. Holmes. And then it tells his whole story, but he's yeah. not actually there. So it's all just in a letter. And I'm like, yeah, this is a long letter. Like the package must have just been like the envelope is just like he gets like the envelope weighs like a pound. It's like, yep. oh, all right. It's a scroll um, case. Like you roll up a map in. Yeah, right. Like TLDR. Yeah. I think my wife might be a vampire and I really don't <laughs> want that to be true. Can you maybe look into my case? <laughs> so basically, look, he, if it's true, my friend werewolf Gene is going to have a real awkward time coming over. There's bad blood between <laughs> the werewolves and the vampires. I just, I don't, obviously I'd choose my wife if I had to, but I don't want to be put in that position. Right. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, the letter is basically him t- saying, okay, so, I, uh, my, uh, I've got I've got a wife, a younger son, and show off a baby with with my wife. And this I'm really explaining this backwards. So basically, this guy got married to this lady after already having a kid with his first wife, uh-huh. and sure. who I assume Ain't died no of consumption. I don't know. Do you remember what happened? Yeah, as ninety percent <laughs> of Victorian women did. Yeah, they did. she died either of consumption or of something mildly surprising happening. Or of a fright. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So yeah, this is his second wife and he has a baby with her and he has witnessed his wife uh like appearing to like hit or fight off um his youngest son. So they right. or his first son. Well, no, his his older son. Yeah, yeah his, his older son, son sorry. Who's 15. Um, who's 15 years old and the the son and the wife just don't get along. They don't like each other and sure. He's like, "All right, yeah, like jealousy. That's I get it." But then there's the baby, and there have been a couple instances where they he he finds uh 
he he sees his wife uh with the baby and then there's like a welt on the baby's neck and right. he's like that's weird and then later he has another and there's a couple instances of this that involve his older son his wife having some kind of dispute and then the baby is also involved the baby's also there and the baby ends up with some kind of injury and then the very last right. thing that got him to write to Holmes was there was an instance where he finds his wife fighting off the son and then mm. she turns t- she's like leaning over the baby apparently sucking its neck and right. she turns around and she has blood on her mouth so he knows that's what she was doing um right. for positive like there was no getting around it and so since that incident AB the- positive right <laughs> But since that, uh, I just, <laughs> wait, my Casey, the joke, four out of 10. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Two stars way up. Two stars way up. Um, but two thumbs way down. Um, so, oh, dang. So, uh, but like, no, they're thumbs up. They're just really low on the ground. They're like, like, <laughs> they're just down there. It's like, yeah, <laughs> different air pressure. I barely put in. I barely put in the effort to raise my arms up, but they're. I'm giving a thumbs up. Um, <laughs> very good. But, okay, but so yeah, so that happens, and he's like, "Holy shit!" And then since then, he's been just keeping his wife away from the baby, and right. just not letting her near it, basically. And there's yeah. so that happened. Also, there's a maid, and there's housekeeper or like another maid like a yeah. nanny kind of person yeah and there's a nurse maid there, the there's some right other now. miscellaneous house staff yeah yeah so yeah yeah and so he all and also his, his wife is a peruvian lady from south america and that's important to the plot correct not a peruvian lady from russia south america so yes. then what happens casey <laughs> Okay, well, I'll tell you what okay. happens. So they finish, he finishes up this missive in which he solicits Holmes and Watson's help. And then he, he ends by saying that he and Watson played rugby together and that, quote, it is the only personal introduction I can give, which was just the saddest, most desperate thing. Right. There, it's there like, is. Please help me. Please help. Look, I, I knew your friend, please. I knew your friend Watson yeah. from a while back. Like, it's you, cool. Like, you tackled <laughs> me once. Come tackle my problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a running there's a running theme in these in these stories of like cuz like a dame in trouble is a pretty universal trope, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when there's a dame in trouble, the in order for the dame to stay in trouble such that they need Holmes's help, the man attached to the dame has to be pretty ineffectual or bound by yeah. one reason or another against yeah. helping. Like in the last one we did in um the 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 boogeyman's the dancing man's um like that guy wanted to help his wife and was a decent guy who loved her but mm. could not because reasons mm-hmm. and so there's this I, I don't know there's just this really interesting running theme of men being prevented from helping women that mm. i don't know exactly what it means or like what it's I, pointing toward i kind of think it's less of that and more of damsel in distress is a common trope that mm-hmm. and then there's like the sitcom trope of how like the whole problem could be solved if two people just communicated. So there has to be something right. preventing them from communicating. Otherwise, they wouldn't. Yeah, that's true. Like well, if a, yeah, husband and wife point, just talk to each other, like then no communicated, story. Then, then there wouldn't ever be any problems. But um, exactly, there'd so, be yeah. no everybody loves Raymond. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then also there's the added benefit of that that like 
if there's a lady involved and Holmes swoops in to save the day, he looks extra heroic because he saves the princess or whatever. Um, so yeah, there's, I think that's probably like, it's, it's a bit lazy. I, I have always not been a particular fan of if people just communicated, the problem wouldn't be solved. I prefer the like, everyone's communicating as much as possible and yet they're still having trouble solving the problem. Like, I feel right. like the, or, that's or more that exciting. Solves one problem and creates another or something like right, that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Which is, like, a big thing in in Star Trek, which I like about it, mm-hmm. uh, is that that's usually the case. Where, like, they're doing everything they can and everyone's very efficient and good at their jobs. Yeah. But sometimes they still lose and it's like, whoa, but, like, how? Because everyone's so, you know, like, smart and all that yeah. stuff. And it's just, like, it just kind of makes it a little more exciting. But, you know, it's it sometimes you just need it. It does. To, you do. You know, I, I retweet or repost that every time I see it. There's a quote, the, the Picard maxim, that it is possible to commit no errors and still lose. And that mm. is not weakness. That is life. That's, that's life. Yeah. A difficult but important. Even in a, even in a perfect, what, what did Dylan call it? A, 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 a rainbow gay communist gay space communist utopia. Gay communist space utopia or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, socialist, <laughs> not communist, whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure that difference is very important to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. We love you, so, Dylan. We love you so much, Dylan. Um, recap over. Yeah. Watson says, oh yeah, Big Bob Ferguson. Sure, cool dude. And yeah. that's not me. That's not me being a goof, listeners. He calls him Big Bob Ferguson, which yeah, I would big, have bet solid money Ferguson. were words that would never pass Watson's lips, but here we are. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, this this whole story is it, honestly extremely out of character for everyone it involved. Is. Like, Doyle it's just kind of was one. like, I'm just going to write this story no matter what. And again, we'll get back to the whole Watson thing that really pisses me off, but <laughs> being a doctor. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot that doesn't work. About- well, and when you consider that Doyle was a doctor. Right. But. It's. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Point Just, it, we're never going to. Okay. 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 So yeah. Holmes hears this and turns to him and says, I never got your limits, Watson. There are unexplored possibilities about you. What could he possibly have meant by that? What do you think? What is he I thinking think he in that moment? Exactly what you think he means. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's a bit in original CSI when uh Grissom is No, I am sorry, I believe it was CSI Miami. Hmm. It was the one with the guy called Greg. He was um okay. I don't know, not Greg was yeah. Anyway, he yeah. he um he had evinced through a number of episodes uh various hobbies that came in handy like scuba diving mm-hmm. and in one episode he had a penchant for numismaty and so he knew about a rare coin that whatever and I I think it was Grissom, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. just said to him, So you work here for us at the at the at the crime store, you <laughs> scuba dive, and you collect coins. And he said, uh, the breadth of your social experience never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> and that's, I kind of, I, I feel like that. that's, ca- yeah, because yeah. you always wonder, I've got a fairly narrow social field, right? Yeah, I've sure. got my friends, yeah. I've, I've got friends who talk about video games, I've got friends who talk about books and D&D, and that's, that's mainly it. Mm-hmm. But like, when you, when you find out that a character, it's, it's just like, one of the things, I actually enjoy is that when I toss off something like, oh yeah, I sold graves for eight months. And then mm-hmm. someone just looks at me like, what? Like, you did <laughs> just, what? So, yeah. And so when, when someone who you think is, you know, a fairly, Watson's not a boring character, but he's the stable character of the two, right? Yeah. He's the known, he's the known quantity because he has to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think just like, oh yeah, I played rugby. Yeah. No, I know that guy. Cool dude. 
Like yeah. just it's, No, I, I love know. that. I love that trope in real life and I love that trope in fiction where you just someone just suddenly drops something about like, oh yeah, I saw one of those when I went to Japan. You went to Japan? Like yeah. it doesn't win, you know? And just something that you didn't that has really nothing to do with the character or anything like that. Like nothing anything. particularly yeah. relevant, but it's just like like when I found out Riker was from Alaska, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that kind of makes sense somehow. But yeah, there was a just, really good one. Uh, if you haven't watched The Goldbergs, uh, I really recommend it. It's Oh, I um, haven't, but I need to. Um, oh, speaking of, I'm about to drop a fun fact. My younger brother up? Noah uh, does, he he works at Starbucks. Um, shout out, hi Noah. I'm sure he'll listen to this. Uh, he What's works up? at Starbucks currently, but also at the same time, he uh, works as an extra in, in Hollywood. Sure. He lives in, near LA and he does extra work and he was on The Goldbergs a bunch of times. Just nice. as a background character. Right like, on. Yeah, like in school scenes, he'll be like in the background just as a student. It's pretty cool. Well, how cool. Then so, I, yeah. you know what? I'm certain his presence was a factor in my enjoyment. I believe it. <laughs> I'll, have to look, I'll have to see if I notice him sometime. Yeah. Uh, but there was an episode where um, you, you really need to watch it because <laughs> very few other shows, except maybe The Good Place, have hit me so perfectly with mm-hmm. their writing and comedy. Um, but there's a bit where they, where they realize, all three kids realize that they don't know literally anything about their dad because he just doesn't <laughs> talk about himself. Yeah. And like, there's a, where they're trying to pry stuff out of him, but there's a scene where he's just sitting at a table and he fixes a broken radio and they say, where did you learn to do that? Huh? Oh, army. And then he just sets it down and walks away. And they're like, you were in the army? <laughs> and I think that's kind of what we're getting here. And yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. That makes just, sense. Just, you yeah. know, an, an, an unexplored facet. I mean, it, yeah, it tracks with Holmes and Watson, too, because it's like, I can't imagine that they have too many conversations about, like, their personal past. I mean, no. Watson mentions a couple of times that, like, he, he knows a lot about Holmes. He knows, you know... He knows a lot about Holmes from when he met Holmes. Uh, and mm-hmm. like Watson's knowledge of him is more like, you know, his habits, his, his personality, like wh- how he'll likely yeah. respond to certain things in given situations. But yeah. he knows basically nothing about Holmes's past or anything like that. And neither does the reader really, right. like as a result of that. And you learn at like some point later on in the series that he has a brother named Mycroft and you meet Mycroft. Right. But that, even that is kind of it. Like, you really don't know anything about Holmes's parents where he, you know, yep. I think he mentions like a French grandmother in the same story that he, sure. that you meet Mycroft, but it's like, maman. it's kind of, you know, it's like, all right, sure. Um, I think, I think that's two things. Um, there's a trope called Diabolus Ex Nihilo, which mm-hmm. is when a, um, meaning devil from nowhere or from nothing, mm-hmm. that is when a villain is made much scarier because they're an unknown quantity. And mm-hmm. uh, a perfect example of this is Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight, who just came out of nowhere. Yeah. No explanation, no context. There's no understanding him. He is just something that is happening to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Holmes is kind of the good guy version of that. Because yeah. if if we don't understand what he is, it makes him more wondrous and mysterious and capable. And as we talked about before, if you don't define a character, a character's personality or history, you don't define their limits. Meaning that Holmes can, as, as always, be whatever the story needs him to. Right. But it also, works for a writing perspective because you, then you don't have to. It, it's just it you does. think he, he it makes Holmes more multi-purpose. Exactly. Yeah. But also, I think it's a it's an in-world, in-character thing that, like, Holmes kind of isn't a person. 
Like, he kind of just is his job. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, he he's given a personality and he's given, you know, like, he plays the violin, right. he he does Which this. Which varies according to the, to the story. Right. Yeah. Ferguson arrives at Baker Street. He yeah. and Watson have a mutual shit, we got old moment. Which right, is yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, unnamed Peruvian wife, mm-hmm. which I shit you not, listeners, is what she remains the entire story. You're right! She never gets named, yep. huh? She does wow. not get, there cool. is a dog in this story who gets a name. That gets a name <laughs> and the wife doesn't. Wow. Yep. Un- wow, Doyle. Yep. Okay. Really? Yeah. So, Untitled Peruvian. It's like, well, we need to know more about her. She's Peruvian. What do you? What more do you need to know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, unnamed Peruvian wife or Upwa has locked herself up. Um, she will see only her like friend maid sort of servant person, uh, Dolores. Yeah, maid slash Mrs. friends. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Mrs. Mason, the nursemaid, um, has sworn unending vigilance over the baby since these incidents of, of um, purported violence. Big mm-hmm. Bob is much more worried about his son, Jack, his first son, who is... And I'm I'm sorry to have to say this word, but it does it does indicate the the profound ableism from which this story speaks. His yes. son Jack, who is quote an inoffensive cripple who yeah. had suffered uh, some kind of spinal injury and whom she had been seen to smack around beforehand. Uh, there's a listing of all the people who are in the house. It's not many of them. Yeah, I think it's just the four or five of them really. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the husband, wife, couple of maids, the two sons, and... unnamed baby. Yeah. And yeah, a name baby. Um the yeah. baby who is consistently d- despite being definitively a little boy is consistently referred to as it. Yeah, it's I I think I actually know the something of the reason for that. It's it's an antiquated thing? Just... Uh, obviously it's antiquated um way of but it's like they would either they would either say like the baby is like it, uh, as as opposed to he or she, and then or they mm-hmm. instead of calling the it by the baby by his name, they would just say mm-hmm. baby or the baby, oh. like way more often. I mean, like we'll say we'll say that too about a, well, a the, baby, yeah, baby Roosevelt. Yeah, but it was definitely more. Uh, it, it's definitely not anywhere near as common now. And I huh. actually don't know. For, I didn't actually do any research about this. This is just what I think, sure. probably off the That's top of my brand. head. Babies died a lot more often. That was my thought too. Than maybe. they do yeah. in, Victor- in Victorian England than they do now. So it was kind of just like, I suppose a way of being a little yeah. impersonal about it, about the baby. Right. In case it died. <laughs> it's like, right. it's, no, all, it's like, it a, sense. it's like a don't name the kitten, you'll get attached kind of thing. Ex- um, that makes total sense. Yeah. It's, names so are expensive. You can't afford to just go buy in a name for every baby you have and then they die on you. Then that name's, that name's no good. Yeah. You can't reuse a name on the next baby. Right. So that's my guess. But, um, but yeah, the, so anyway, um, oh gosh. Yeah. This, this story's a mess. Um, so yeah, yeah it really is. You've got the son, Jack, who's called Jackie and it, he wasn't born, uh, as, as we read, he wasn't born disabled or anything. He acquired, no. like, he, it was a childhood accident that gave him a spinal injury. So now he Correct. walks, uh, with a limp or something, or he walks with difficulty. And yeah, Jack is very much, uh, oh, unfortunately a very big, like, st- um, ableist stereotype of, yep. he's, he's 15, but he's, very like he acts like a little he's kid. infantilized he's very yeah, infantilized yeah, yeah. and just kind of like and he is also kind of the villain of the story 
Um, yeah, which is he's, up. he's borderline <laughs> obsessed with his father and also like borderline inappropriately affectionate. Yeah. Um, which I yeah. think is probably just like a measure of exertion of control over the father. Right. I don't know. But yeah, no, I realized, I really, spoiler alert, Jackie is the villain. Yeah. And I realized that they telegraphed that right from the beginning. Fergus son. Ferguson. Huh. Ferguson's yeah. son. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not actually what happened, but still, yeah, dumb enough be, to make me happy. Yeah, it was okay. Doyle's version of planning nothing, but still, Ha-ha, he said and did some it working out somehow. Kind of like, oh yes, I planned that. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Ferguson only knew his wife a few weeks before they married because that always ends well. And he know, admits, yeah. he admits that Doris, um, her nursemaid, her maiden, would certainly know her better than he does. Um, Holmes decides to hit the scene and he asks some questions about these attacks on these various children. Mm. She and Jack, um, as you mentioned, uh, Jackie and un- unnamed Peruvian wife, Upwa, um, mm. they hate each other by mutual mm. admission, and she is a very jealous woman, quote, jealous with all the strength of her fiery tropical love. Which, a yeah. couple of things about that. Um, <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't... I don't know that I would consider Peru the tropics, but, I mean, shows I, what I yeah, know, I guess. You know. Um... As I've, as I've mentioned before, I, I used to work in reality television, and the thing they do is they start breaking you down into the most easily identifiable, like, tarot card for your character while you're mm, on the show. Yeah. And there was this one season of MasterChef, this, uh, this woman of Latin descent was sitting there, and they were mm-hmm. talking to her, and, and, um, she said, well, you know, I'm Latin, I come from a big Mexican family, and the guy just shifted into, oh, so are you the spicy Latina? No, <laughs> I'm not. And I was that? so proud of it <laughs> yes! because it was it was the voice of a woman <laughs> who shut was it down immediately six hundred times. Just yes, God, immediately. That's so good. Uh, it yeah. really was. I kind of just um, pictured this lady as being like the wife in Modern Family, like who, oh sure, Gloria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just pictured her like that, just kind of like sort of a stereotype, but not so much that it's just utterly ridiculous, but kind of just like right. Like the drama and version honestly, of that. Honestly, yeah. uh, there's some really interesting stuff with how this ethnicity is treated later, and I'm I'm really excited to get to that because I've got mm. some things to say. Uh, I yeah. did not know you liked Modern Family. We love that show. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I watch it regularly, but I've se- the episodes I've That's seen fair. of it, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's funny. That's fair. We um, we enjoy it because every episode is like one big clockwork joke. That mm. takes the whole episode to happen, and that it's that good. appeals to me. Yeah, there's a book um the funniest book ever written but mm. not like haha wow. jokes it, yeah it is called a confederacy of dunces oh, by yeah, uh, a man called yeah. kennedy tool i'm gonna have to send you a copy because uh it it really is one enormous clockwork joke of a book mm. okay getting back on track here yeah so jack is uh jack is loving and devoted and borderline obsessed especially to the memory of his departed mother and the attacks happened together at first. First, uh, Upwa attacked Jackie and unnamed baby, and mm. then separately, which scuttled a theory that Holmes had. Holmes said, one forms provisional theories and waits for time or further knowledge to explode them, which mm-hmm. is a hashtag big ol' mood, ain't it? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I kind of like that little, like, like almost a self drag that Holmes does where he's like, yeah, I form you yeah. know, theories with, I sometimes like there, there's a quote earlier where he's like, uh, you shouldn't form theories without data or something like that. Right. And, uh, I don't remember the exact wording, but, uh, yeah, 
but you need you know you need facts and he kind of just admits that he he still does form theories when he doesn't have all the information and sometimes yeah. that's all you can do and sometimes it works yeah you know, you, well like, you got to keep the tools sharp yeah yeah you're like you there's always like a well it might be it sounds like it might be this let's see if i'm right, right. kind of way of well and working. and like in a very real way participation in the process of science is admission of ignorance mm-hmm. and willingness to be corrected and willingness to learn yeah. and i think that is what clangs with non-scientific people who like to act from a place of certainty um yeah. and you know not that who who see who see uncertainty as a sign of weakness instead of a sign of you know openness to possibility right um, not that i claim to be an especially scientific person myself i am merely an idiot but <laughs> um so let's get uh let's get sussexy up in here yeah. um put on my smoking jacket put some uh Marvin Gaye on the turntable and uh, bring out a big old plate of nachos. So the boys <laughs> arrive at a clearly haunted yeah. house, right? <laughs> like, like hundred uh, percent full yeah. of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> the porch shocked. The porch what? Chock full of spooks. Yeah, this house is this <laughs> house is crumbling. The, I'm sorry, I just got so caught on the nachos. That was some funniest shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the porch. The, I wanted yeah. to talk about this. This their porch. Okay, let's talk so about the house, porch. Let's talk about the porch house. of this okay. house in this story this about vampires. Called... Let's talk about the porch. <laughs> okay, this is important. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> it's important to me. Yeah. Um. This this house because houses were named then. This house is called Cheesemans because it hmm. was built and owned by someone who was a cheesemonger. Yeah. Um. And the porch is lined with tiles imprinted with a rebus of a cheese and mm-hmm. a man. And first of all, I want to say that rebuses are pretty cool. Nicola, I assume you were familiar. You know what a rebus is? Uh, not really. I, or it's I a probably racist will caricature from a Disney movie. No, that's not true. <laughs> um, rebus is a thing where you use a picture of something instead of a word. So, like, if you ever see someone draw, like, an eye... And the letter C is like I see you. That's so like that a pre emoji, like basically. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. a that's a completely valid. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. is literally a cheese and a man to indicate cheesemans, presumably I for like. I love that, and also it sounds like it would be really ugly, <laughs> just from an yeah, architectural no, perspective. Terrible. I'm like, oh, yeah. and, and I'm sure it was like colored and everything, so it's just like right. Yeah. <laughs> With with radium. Yeah, no, yeah. and it's probably for, like, the illiterate who, you know, needed to be able to find things without, um... Yeah, sure, because this house is pre... Like, before even the 1600s. It's old. It was built exactly. in or around the 1600s. Yeah. old house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was the first thing. Rebus is a pretty cool... Second of all, welcome to, um, Casey's etymology corner. It's not even etymology. It's just something that makes me mad. I have a lot of <laughs> linguistic foibles. Is there I have really a, much a, of a difference... <laughs> no etymology I, okay and thing, the, the <laughs> venn diagram of etymology and etymological facts and things that make casey mad is a circle it's just it's just one <laughs> circle. It's a circle i have a lot of linguistic foibles i have a lot of things that make me mad if you refer to i the th- i think the angriest i've ever been relating to food is i saw a post of someone and it was like a bowl full of like yogurt and some berries and some quinoa or something like that like a banana mm-hmm. i don't know and whoever had posted it had just said oh 
yogurt smoothie banana bowl and i'm like no fuck you it's a bowl with those things in it shut the hell up go back to russia what's wrong with you smoothie if it's not smooth god (laughs) uh, don't describe things as bowls it's not a quinoa bowl it's a bowl of quinoa grow the hell up (laughs) Um, okay but my point is never take casey to an organic restaurant got it don't do it okay what made me angry here is that this is referred to as tiles bearing a chicken nuggets only for Casey. Yes. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not a picky eater. I'm not a child. I'm just chicken not an nuggets. adventurous. You guy. have the diet Look. of an eight year old Casey. Just admit it. <laughs> I, I made an omelet last night. Omelets. Eight year olds can't I'm make omelets. So proud of you. Okay. Anyway, go on. Yeah, the cheese. Okay. Go on about the cheese. Okay. So it's referred to as a cheese. And mm-hmm. that makes me really uncomfortable because all instances <laughs> you of cheese. No, okay, no. What I'm saying is linguistically, all yeah. instances of cheese, slice of cheese, piece of cheese, chunk of cheese, they're all referred mm. to linguistically as if they're parts of a greater whole. Like there is, there is one great cheese of which these are all parts. And like referring to a cheese individually makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, even Thank when it's you. in its like, even when it's in its like most untouched form, it's still a wheel. Like, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like if you had a grain a of block. sand, because yeah. like the grain of sand is part of the grain. You wouldn't refer to it's it like as a, a sand. A sand, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're no, like, five. okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for backing me up shoe. on this. <laughs> thank you for having my back, bro. It's, you know what? I'll give you that one. Yeah, no, I'll. I, I can agree with you on most linguistic things that are dumb because English is very dumb. Just yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And so, these stories are very house, English. They really are <laughs> more in than every one way. way. Every way. Um. So yeah. this house again, ancient, clearly haunted, filled mm. with Peruvian weaponry and tasteful watercolors. We meet Carlo the dog. He's got some kind of partial dog paralysis, mm. and they're talking about him. <laughs> They're talking about why he was paralyzed. His paralysis came on very suddenly, mm-hmm. which um and and there's a there's a quote that says the dog's mournful eyes passed from one of us to the other. He knew we were discussing his case. And it was just <laughs> it was just Doyle admitting he realized how stupid this fucking story is. Yeah. Yeah. He's like it's so dumb even the characters in it think it's dumb kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's real good. Yeah. It's, who writes this shit? Um, so, okay. So, Holmes asks about the paralysis and then says, aha, that confirms a theory I already had. And in possibly the only reasonable reaction that any client has ever had to Holmes's bullshit, mm-hmm. Ferguson flips out on him and yeah. says, quote, for God's sake, Mr. Holmes, what do you think? It may be a mere intellectual puzzle to you, but it is life and death to me. My wife a would-be murderer, my child in constant danger. Don't play with me, Mr. Holmes. It is too terribly serious. Right? And it's like valid. Absolutely yeah. valid of that guy. Like, fair. He just snapped and I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like, yeah, he is giving yeah. you the runaround basically. It's Same. Like, it's like just a more extreme reaction to, I mean, and you see, uh, is it is is it Violet? I assume her name is Violet from the <laughs> from the um, Speckled Band story, where she says yep. basically the same thing to him at one point, where she's like, "Please, like my sister is like dead. I really just tell me what happened yeah. to my sister." And he doesn't want to say, sake, "Man," and he doesn't want to say it was a snake, so he doesn't like tell her. But it's like exactly. the same kind. No, of No, we've got five more just, pages of story left. Right, I can't. It's tell like, you. no, wait, just hold on. <laughs> like, yeah, 
Um, so God. yeah, it's like absolutely reasonable reaction. I really like that bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but Holmes doesn't. Okay. He's like, hey, like, you know, well, he does, yeah. he does kind of try to comfort him, but for some reason, yeah. he doesn't just tell him right then. Um, and again, it was to preserve his, like, it, he knows the answer will probably be painful. So he doesn't yeah, want to tell him right He says, then. quote, I fear there is pain for you, Mr. Ferguson, whatever yeah. solution may be. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about one more thing real quick and then you yeah. can, you can take no, the wheel back it. here. So. Yeah. Ferguson, uh, Ferguson goes to check on, um, Upwum, Upwum, Upwa. What did I call her? Upwa. Yeah. Yeah. Ferguson goes to check on Upwa and returns with her maid, Dolores. Now, I wanted to talk about this because Dolores is actually an incredibly fascinating character. Oh, yeah. Um, she, her, her English is preposterous and she talks in this, oh, mystery is very, very sad. It's, uh, it's an yeah. offensive racist stereotype. Yeah. But here's the thing. Her speaking like that, I'm not saying that racism or racist stereotypes are ever mm -hmm. justified. What I'm saying is this character talking like that is kind of justified in that she is actually from Peru. English yeah. is her second language. She probably only learned it so she could, you know, accompany her mistress or whatever. Mm -hmm. And furthermore, she is the smartest, most capable character in the story that isn't Holmes. She's brave. She's yeah. canny. She realizes that her mistress is ill and needs a doctor. She specifically says that Watson, somebody, she says, doctor, I need you. My mistress needs a doctor. And I think Holmes or somebody says, mm -hmm. well, will she, will she see Watson? And the, and Dolores says, basically, I don't care if she wants to be seen or not you are coming to see her yeah yeah no i like that character a lot she really is extremely yeah. active she's a very active character for like a server she's active she's competent like, and yeah. what the thing that makes me the happiest is that she's not even like the superstitious ethnic these white people are over here talking about vampires and right? she wants a fucking doctor please yeah she's like can i get some medical help here like yes. no, exactly like i really not to be like oh doyle wasn't racist at all not to like excuse any of that like he I, like absolutely right. he was he was historically appropriately he, he re, not appropriately racist but like he no 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 i get his, what you, we get what his you're caricatures saying. Yeah, yeah. of like it makes sense he he yeah. writes off of what he knows at the time which as a white person was stereotypes but Correct. i don't really think her i i don't think she's really treated that bad as a character like yeah the way she talks is kind of like but the people who don't speak english as a first language do kind of talk like that it's it's broken well, yeah, it's a it's, little like and he was just it's like in trying any to... language you don't yeah, speak. Yeah. That's what yeah, like whenever whenever I get a caller, you know, um there's a there's a big Vietnamese community out here for reasons I couldn't begin to explain. But whenever mm -hmm. I get an interpreter or or don't get an interpreter and they just they just want to speak what English they have and the person we're speaking to gets frustrated with them, I'm like, Okay, well, is is her is your Vietnamese better than her right? English? Right. It's like pal? it's like do you speak Vietnamese? <laughs> They're doing their best. Like they speak more yeah. English than you speak of their and language. Maybe so... Shut the hell up and yeah. be cool. Yeah, right? so like I I honestly expected Holmes to just bust out some Peruvian. Um I right. I, yeah, just... I realize even as I'm saying that, I don't even know what they speak in Peru. It's probably not called Peruvian. It's probably some kind of Spanish. I yeah. don't know. I yeah. feel ignorant and racist now. But the point <laughs> is, yeah, like no, she was she's not stupid, and that is a thing where we like you know <sighs> Part of whatever kind of privilege you might have in my mm -hmm. in my case, white, straight, mm -hmm. male, yeah. all of it, all of it, all the privilege essentially, except the monetary Everybody. kind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, although that's not true because as a white straight male, I, I am more financially, whatever. My, you get what I'm saying. I get it. My I get point it. is, 
I have certain prejudices and certain racist programming built into me basically from birth, and I've been trying really hard to defragment a lot of that and mm -hmm. get rid of it, and it's very difficult. And the biggest one for me is uh, linguistic. When mm -hmm. I hear somebody say, oh, I seen that, or or something like that, like mm -hmm. it it just trips something in me and it's it's mm -hmm. not something i'm proud of it's you know something i catch as soon as it happens but like mm -hmm. that's that's kind of the the wavelength my prejudices happen on i don't do it so much i don't do it like by appearance or anything like that it's it's mainly how people talk and i think that's kind of what doyle was playing on here because i i think that the maid the maid knows something is up and yeah I think her ability to express what she thinks is up is limited by her linguistic skill. So, Oh, yeah. You know what? So you're saying, like, Doyle could be using her lack of English as a way to, like, limit her from telling Holmes exactly correct. what's going on. Like, uh, yes, like she can't. She's, it's, a, it's a way of barring her from communicating, from solving the story too early, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what we were talking about. That's right. a reason that two people can't just communicate, but it's one that's justified and reasonable in the story. That totally makes sense, but also, from a story, like, in my opinion, just adds to the fact that this story is pretty lazy, and that he has to go out oh, yeah. of his way to make all of these excuses. Like, well, the husband-wife can't communicate exactly. because she won't talk to him, and the maid doesn't speak very good English, and it's just like... Yeah, this is this is so just barely admit a story. that your story is held together by one thread of, like, floss, of dental yeah. floss, and just go with it, you know? But, so yeah. anyway, yeah, so... That, yeah, that was that was the big thing I wanted to talk about. I was really excited for that, the whole thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand the reins back over to you. What's going no, on No, that's now? totally... That, that was a good, that was a definitely really good worthy bunny trail there. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, so she's, uh, she's like, hey, my mistress is very sick. She's gonna see a doctor. You're a doctor? Alright, come with me. And so Watson goes in and sees her, and he, you know, he checks her out. He's like, yeah, you definitely have a fever of some kind, but it seems to him that it's more brought on less by, like, physical illness than just by nerves. Right. Like, she's so stressed she's out. She's got the hysteria. She's got, Her yeah, uterus she's, is just banging around in there like a pinball. She's hysterical, basically. But to be fair, yeah. um, in Victorian-era literature, men would also just go nuts from being too scared or too nervous. And that's actually a real okay. thing. Like, anxiety will destroy you physically. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I can speak true. from experience. Um, Same. Like, if you're stressed enough about some a very specific thing that is not going away, your health will suffer. Like, that's just... It's true. That's just being a human being. But, so yeah, so he goes, he checks her out. She's she's obviously really... Um, she's so stressed that she's ill, and uh, she... Okay, what was that? She's ill and so ill that she is immobilized, which right. is important. Yeah, and then he gets back. Watson gets comes back downstairs. Um, in in the meantime, uh, Ferguson and Holmes are sitting by the fire, and Ferguson and Watson tells uh, Ferguson what his wife. Uh, what she she says something to him. Um, oh, he Watson tries to be like, hey, you know, why can't you just talk to your husband about this? He cares about you. He wants yeah. to help you. Why don't you guys just? talk basically and communicate right and uh finish this story already um and she's like no i can't it's too it's it'll be too painful for him and but she doesn't give any more information than that and so watson comes down yeah tells holmes and ferguson what she said and yeah. then and well then, and, then, and the only the yeah. only message she would the only message she would have sent to her husband was that she wanted her baby uh to which mm -hmm. ferguson replied uh no no yeah 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 so 
Yeah, so uh, Watson comes back, and that's when you get uh, the. I think that's when Jackie is introduced in person. Yes, when like we that's meet when Jackie. you see him, and yeah, and then there's a whole scene where uh, they they're like, okay, yeah, here's my son Jackie, and they they and he meets them, and he, Jackie almost immediately asks, like, is is this is Mr. Holmes a detective? And he's like, right. yeah, yeah, Mr. Holmes is a detective, and then he kind of just acts uncomfortable about that he's like oh yeah okay you know like you an know. innocent person like would an do. innocent yeah exactly <laughs> and then after that yeah like a gets... white house like a white house refusing to participate in an impeachment inquiry would do <laughs> hmm yeah just like that hmm. um curious <laughs> so yeah curious um yeah. so yeah the behavior uh, of someone who has done nothing wrong yeah, absolutely absolutely innocent so that yeah that happens and then he's like uh let me introduce the baby let's introduce the baby as well so the yep. mrs mason the housekeeper that uh, uh the nursemaid uh takes the baby in and they're like oh yeah that he's got he's still got a well on his neck from the last incident and Holy during he's a baby and then there's an uh like kind of a uh, there's a moment where well, while you're while you're yeah. recombobulating yourself there, yeah. I have a I have a quote. Um, Holmes examines him. He waves his little chubby fist, and mm-hmm. like I I've never been a baby person. Um, it's it's not it's not in my coding, but because mm-hmm. of my family situation here, I have been in closer proximity to babies yeah. recently than ever in my life. Babies are pretty good, y'all. And they, they got like are. them little fists. They go yeah. waggle waggle, and they smile I... up at you. And if you don't have to change them when they got the poops, it's great. <laughs> exactly, like someone else's baby. Awesome. I I was yeah. exactly the same way. I was like, I never really cared about babies that much. People were all like, Oh, aren't they cute? You know all this stuff, and I was like, No, they're <laughs> kind of weird looking. Actually, are they though? <laughs> but are they though? Yeah. Really? Um, but, but yeah, but then, uh, one of my friends, uh, who I like kind of grew up with had his first kid and that was like sure. the, really the first interaction that I ever had with babies because me and my brothers are really close in age. I never really right. had to take care of them as a baby. And if I did, I don't remember cause it was just so long ago. Right. So I was just like, babies just were never really a thing I had to deal with. But after I met his baby, I was like, actually, I love babies, and this baby is the cutest one I've ever seen in my life. So it was just kind of like, yeah, the exposure was just enough to be like, actually, babies are all right. I still don't want sure. to ever have a baby that of my own no, that I have to do. deal with. But um, the, now I'm the like, complete destruction of your personhood when you right. have a child and <laughs> yeah. suddenly have to, yeah, no, 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 yeah. thank you. I can barely um, hold this life together. I don't exactly. Need that. It's like maybe yeah. twenty-ish years down the road, if I'm extremely nope. financially stable, even maybe I'll uh-uh. adopt a kid. But it's not going to be a baby. I'll tell you that. Um, no, but yeah. Okay. So, so well, anyway, Holmes Holmes examines this baby mm. and says. Goodbye, little man. You have made a strange start in life. First of all, I love people who talk to babies like they're adults. I do it. But mm-hmm. I really love the idea that to Holmes, a baby is truly nothing but a very small man. And then, <laughs> like, and then he grabs the baby's little head and like gives it a little shake. Just shakes it. <laughs> yes, it's so it's good. Honestly, one of the cutest moments in the canon, followed very closely by the, I, I think it's in the sign of four where he's interacting with the dog and he like, is talking to the dog like like a puppy. Like he's like, oh good boy, who's yeah. a good boy who's a good boy, I think is what he says. And I'm just like, he said he was a good boy. Like he's talking to the dog. Yep. Like it's just he was it's right. great. I love it. Yeah, he, he yeah. was a good boy. There's there's an but, account yeah. there's an account I follow on Twitter that just combs through video games and finds out if you can pet the dogs that are in them. Can you pet the dog? Yeah. Yeah, I know that account. Yes. It's really good. It's so good. <laughs> the Sherlock yeah. Holmes story, Holmes can pet the dog. Get, yes. You can pet the dog into Sherlock Holmes can it and he does. It's yeah. yeah great so yeah we got a dog and a baby in this story (laughs) 
Yeah. So Jackie um, Jackie comes in and it is it is important to underline that Jackie is acting in a fashion that if you saw he is he is a child acting this way to his father and if this mm-hmm. was a father acting this way to a child you would take that child away from that parent. You would call the cops yeah. immediately, right? Because yeah. he's just yeah. he's glomming onto him. He's like literally nuzzling. It's it's very uncomfortable. Mm, yeah, he's overly he's overly attached to his father. Clearly, that to right. the point where it's like embarrassing. Like where the dad's kind of like okay, like kind of like just pushing him away, him, a pushing bit. him yeah, off of him a little a crowbar bit. in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have werewolf so- gene take him off for a walk. Right. So they the baby is introduced, and during this scene, at one point, um. Holmes looks apparently out the window or at the window. Yeah. And he kind of makes an expression or does something to indicate that indicates to Watson somehow that Holmes has figured something out. And after he looks out the window, his manner is kind of different. Like just Watson, Watson knows when Holmes has solved the case and he has. And so now he's just kind of waiting for the explanation to come because he knows it will. So. After this, and the, the story ends actually really quickly after that. It's not a complicated story. Dude, it's really I, just I honestly showing up and telling people the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You sent me a link to the story because it wasn't in my Holmes omnibus for some reason. And as I was getting to the end, I'm like, well, I, I know this ends on the next page, but that can't be right. Did I, I like, right. is this not yeah. a complete version of the story? Yeah. Right. Like it's such a, sh- it's really a short, it's only like eight pages long it's there there really yeah, it was a quick read there really isn't there's so little holding this story together that it's all it so takes barely is showing up on the scene and being like can y'all talk to each other they talk to each other okay i'm, I'm out of here cool <laughs> they solved Holmes you know out yeah yeah uh so they take the baby away ferguson apologizes saying that he doesn't imagine holmes is going to be able to do much with what he was given to which holmes replies oh nah nah I, i'd figure this out before we left baker street and this has all <laughs> just been to confirm my conclusions yeah. to which to which ferguson replies again reasonably what is your problem just tell me yeah like for god's <laughs> sake like dude dude yes <laughs> yeah and holmes oh. holmes says no we need more dramatic tension uh we need right. to, we need to see your your somehow still unnamed wife watson give this i'm going to give this note to you you give this note to dolores have dolores give the note to her mistress because we're in high school now and passing notes back and forth exactly yes like like, go tell her like like, yeah yeah. so werewolf gary and also oh we have to mention we left something out there was the fact that on the wall of their house they have a bunch of south american weapons and objects. weaponry yeah weaponry and spears just like, as and you do shields and you yeah know. you know uh but that was you know it makes sense it was it was a pretty common in victorian time to just have you in yeah from a a white person would have swords, from a colonial like, colonialist yeah. standpoint yeah, like yeah, medieval like a, swords like an, or something and they'd have yeah, a suit of armor fetishization of exotic yeah well and she's actually from peru so so that, yeah so it, it makes sense that they would have peru the that South tracks. American version of swords crossed over the mantelpiece and then a suit of armor yeah. like they have. You know. It tracks as much as anything in this story tracks. Right, which is not much, but enough, I guess. Almost uh, none at all. Yeah. So, And then one of the things on the wall is some darts, it's like some feathered darts, mm-hmm. like, you know, like shoot out of a little pipe or whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh yeah. So, yeah, so Holmes notes that and then there's the dog that's limping and they're like, all right. Poison darts. Okay. There's something. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So, so they go upstairs. So they hand they hand the note off. Yeah. He yeah, sends the ahead. note. Yeah. Yeah. Watson does Watson take the note upstairs or does he just? 
No, Watson gives the note to Dolores. Dolores gives it uh, to the mistress. Okay, got it. And then after the note's delivered, the wife agrees to see the husband suddenly. Correct. And it's like, what do the notes say? We don't know. And so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They all go up there, and um, and then they finally just Holmes. Yeah, it just it all just unravels. Yeah. And Holmes turns to uh, to Ferguson and says, "Okay, so your wife is fine, but for reasons that are gonna suck." Yeah. And Ferguson (laughs) Ferguson says, "I am cool with that. Proceed." Right. He's like, yeah. He's like, I, you know, just letting you know. You're, cause Ferguson's like, please, can you just tell me that my wife's innocent? And Holmes is like, alright, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that she's innocent, but someone else, I'm not gonna say who, is very He's less much innocent. Not, and it's yeah. really gonna suck for you. And Ferguson's like, that's fine, don't worry, like, it's fine, just tell me, just like, tell me what Get is it. going on. Suck, cause and, vampire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I knew that joke was coming. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Holmes, Holmes says, he's explaining yeah. what's going on, and he says, quote, the idea of a vampire was, to me, absurd. Such mm-hmm. things do not happen in criminal practice in England. Which, again, <laughs> nobody's saying vampires aren't real. We're saying, no, 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 it's no. It's like, the what implication being France? that they happen other places, but yeah, exactly. not in criminal England. Maybe in, maybe no. in culinary England, but maybe. not in criminal. Not in criminal. Did you maybe. say culinary? Did you maybe. say culinary? Did you mean to say colonial but said culinary? No, culinary England. You got culinary England, you got literary London, you got, yep. you got, you got moon, port, moon London. London, moon London. Yeah, exactly. Underwater London. London. Casino yeah, yeah. London. 2500, year 2500 London. Casino, yeah, exactly. Texas London. Exactly. The, the, the art, the art district, the werewolf district, the vampire district. Yep. We're not in the vampire district. This can't be vampires. No. We exactly. No, they keep right to themselves. Away. They're keep um, to them. they're 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 decent folk. Yeah, yeah, they can't even come out during the daytime. It's nope. It's impossible. Um. So yeah. So <laughs> we <laughs> we find out it's definitely not vampires. Uh. No. She basically. Yeah. Finally. I'll, I'll just. I'll just. The question that. has been laid to rest. <laughs> In its coffin. Um. Yeah. There it is. So. <laughs> so, basically, what has happened is. Jackie is jealous of the baby and he's trying to kill the baby. He there he's yeah. using the poison darts from the collection Ooh. of Peruvian weaponry to yeah. shoot at the baby or I don't know maybe stab it right into its neck. Um and yeah. he tested it out and the reason why the dog has a mysteriously cured uh spinal paral- paralysis of some kind is because he tested yep. it out on the dog first uh to Correct. see if the poison was still good to use on the baby and it was because obviously the dog is as it is and so the jackie has been making multiple attempts to kill the baby and the wife has been trying to protect the baby as much as possible by fighting him off and you know hitting him and doing all that stuff and uh she and after he uses the dart she'll have she has to suck the poison out of the baby's neck obviously which is a thing that watson being a doctor would have known yep. and should have just should said know. right away. He's like, he should not how that just, works. Literally, this story should have just been like Watson being like, yeah, the vampirism probably bullshit, but you know, people do actually suck blood out of other people, and it's usually you know, there's been plenty of cases of them doing this for poison, and that might, hey, that might be what happened. And Holmes is like, actually, you're probably 100 percent right. Let's see if this is right. Yep. Story over. <laughs> just, yep. And Doyle is a dot. Not this story. This story was really fun to read. 
It shouldn't have happened though. Shouldn't have been. Doyle no, should have just been like. Have he should have just crumpled that up stupid. after the third line and then like, ah, never mind. That would never have worked. Leave that one in the drafts, Doyle. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. So, so yeah, that's, anyway, that's, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Upwa is paralyzed because she's been trying to suck this. You know, that's why she's been rendered immobile in bed mm-hmm. is because she's got a little bit of the kurare poison, yeah. which um, yeah, paralyzes the body. And Holmes figured out it was Jackie because he saw him in the windle and says, yeah. "Quote." Such cruel hatred as I have seldom seen in a human face. Ape? Yes. Mole man? Certainly. Vending machine? Once. But never a human child. And and then goes on to explain, You see, he hates this child for being beautiful and healthy, because it's 1924 and we don't realize what a horribly ableist trope this is. Right. I honestly think, that not that anything could have made the story better, but it could have at least right. been, like made a little better by either making well i there's really not a lot of reason for jackie to have like a spinal injury of any kind or any kind of right like anything like that um and also i think it could have been a little better if they could have just healed that horrible like ableist trope if they'd made him maybe a little younger like i think if jackie had been like eight instead of 15 it could have been a little Actually, and honestly, I think that could have made it even more dramatic because it would have been more fucked up. Oh, yeah. Like an eight, like a 15 year old kid trying to kill a baby. Pretty fucked up. Yeah, but teenagers also, are like, assholes. Sure. Teenagers <laughs> are assholes. But like an eight year old trying to do it, that would have been pretty fucked up. And I think it would have, yeah, vastly improved both the creepiness and the horrific ableism of this story. Like, I yeah, would have no evil, evil murder kids. Evil yeah, murder like, kids. Yeah, like that's, are that's good great. shit. Like put that in your story. Absolutely. Um, and but, even, and cause there, there's, yeah. there's an episode of the flop house, um, where they, uh, watched interview with a vampire where Kirsten Dunst, uh, plays a vampire. I think her name's Claudia. I don't know, mm-hmm. but she was a little girl then she was like seven or eight, I think. Yeah. And she was a vampire. So she was that age forever. And, uh, Dan McCoy, who is actually a very big Sherlock Holmes fan. And I should, uh, should see if he'd like to listen to us. Maybe, um, I say as if I've got an in with him, I'll just ask him. He'll be <laughs> yeah, probably call him up, won't text him. Be like, Oh, Hey, <laughs> exactly. yo, Dan. hey Dan, I got a podcast. Um, he, he made a really excellent point about, like, you know, it, when we hear about children being made into vampires, whether it's in that story or whether it's in, you know, Twilight or whatever, the horror is kind of that they'll never grow up and you're stuck taking care of a kid forever. But mm-hmm. the real horror there is what he referred to, and I thought this was a wonderful turn of phrase, as the amorality of youth. That mm-hmm. one of the reasons kids are so creepy is that, like, oh, what was I reading it wasn't the way of Kings. Yeah. It's almost always the way of Kings, <laughs> but it's, um, I don't know. It was something, somebody was talking about innocence yeah. and, uh, somebody replied that like children pulling the wings off of flies because they don't know any better is also innocence. Mm-hmm. Like loss yeah. of innocence comes with context and understanding of good and evil. So like an, an eternal child who doesn't understand the difference between right and wrong and never will is right. terrifying. Yeah. And so I, yeah. yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. I think if if Jackie had been younger and not a horrible ableist stereotype, because literally that's the whole thing is like he couldn't just be a jealous child. Doyle sat there and said, "Now wait a minute, how do I Shyamalan this?" And like, right. what yeah. what justification can I possibly build in here? Of course, he's disabled, right? And um, which was acceptable in in his time because the disabled were viewed as monsters, which is terrible. Yeah. 
I, yeah, that, that was honestly my biggest gripe with this story was just like, that was just, that really sucked to read. But if, if this story, it was, it wouldn't have been a right. great story just because there's so many potential plot holes that he has to like duck and dodge. Um, yeah, but I, I definitely think making Jackie just a normal kid, but younger, uh, would yeah, have been awesome. Way creepier. I think, I think at way least creepier. that would have been, yeah, that would have been way creepier. Yeah. But yeah, that's so, a great point. Um, I didn't even consider that. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. So I, what's, what's the wrap up? So the wrap up is extremely fast. Basically, it's yeah. just, this is revealed as being what happened. Uh, the husband and wife kind of like they're, they're good now with each other, but also like, right. fuck now, now they got to deal with Jackie. And so Ferguson is just kind of like, this just really sucks for him. Now it's like, yeah. okay, you know, my, like, I'm glad my wife isn't a vampire, but obviously. But, I mean, that's, that's a relief that every spouse gets to enjoy <laughs> at least once. It's a question every relationship has to relief face. Relief or get disappointment, to that point, depending on who you are. Well, I, I will, yeah, I mean, you know, there, you have to make adjustments and compensations in every relationship. It's compromise. Yeah. Sometimes it's about religion. Sometimes it's about the reason you can't make dinner with garlic, even though you really love it. Mm. And you're, you know, if you come from a Chinese family, for example, it's going to be a real problem. What if they were a Jewish vampire? Then they couldn't have the pork or the garlic. Oh, that'd be oh, terrible. That would be really sad yeah that'd be real but you couldn't eat any authentic chinese food do you know yeah. what i learned nicholas yes. i learned that pork is uh so ubiquitous in chinese cuisine like real cuisine you know not like panda mm-hmm. whatever yeah yeah like actual legit chinese food yeah is so ubiquitous that the character um the the written character meaning like rich or wealthy was a character that literally denoted a house with two pigs in it I love that. And, and that, like, it's so ubiquitous in their cooking that when you read an actual Chinese cookbook, the word, like, the character they use to refer to meat is just the character for pork. So, like, Mm. if we're talking about meat, we're talking about pigs, son. Unless Mm -hmm. we say otherwise. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. We got some culinary facts. There you go. Yeah, culinary facts, werewolves. Come to the final podlum. You get it all. (laughs) So. You really do. Um, yeah. You get it all because <laughs> oh, no. the story's not going to give you anything. <laughs> Whether you so, want it or not. Um, Holmes recommends that Jackie goes to sea for a year, as in the ocean, notoriously kind to the physically unfit. Right. I feel like that line was just, like, a year at sea was, like, the British version of going away to camp for the summer. It's like, yeah. go to camp, build some character, cut some logs, special will be fine, you know? Well, and more than that, like, the baby will be harder to kill by the time he gets back. <laughs> yeah, right, Let's. it'll be older and defend itself completely. You can teach us some nunchuck yeah. moves. Um, right. So, yeah. they explode this father-son really. I'm sorry, I did not mean to move past that. Yes, That's they'll okay. teach the baby some tiny nunchuck moves. <laughs> tie two bottles I was gonna together. be totally happy just l- you letting that slide <laughs> and just dropping that completely cold and keep going. Uh, which is one of my favorite ways to tell a joke. Um. Exactly. I'm always I, I just, torn I, on whether, whether to react or. <laughs> right. I, my favorite, my brand of humor is just deadpanly delivering something like dro- thro- dropping mm-hmm. it like a bomb and then just walking away and just hearing the laughter yeah. behind me like it's so good but yeah um you do it very well it's so, so good thank you but yeah um, so they they explode this man's life and then get the hell out of there and then they're like oh peace all right yeah let's just like just quietly out. remove themselves from the situation basically. we'll just bill you like, later well that was awkward and we're that just was fun go now which is we how a all vampire. a family drama basically happens you know it, that's yeah. a very 
very relatable feeling of just it's like i don't know it's like when you're when your friend's parents start just berating them in front of you and you're just standing there like yeah. uh like it's just the worst feeling ever where it it's really like, is I really don't want to be here right now at all no. it's like you don't know what to do and so you just leave and that's basically what Holmes yeah. and watson do here they're just like well Holmes is like this i fancy is the time for exit watson yeah. said Holmes in a whisper <laughs> And, yep. uh, and this is they, a like, spiritual they, violence that is being yeah, done to yeah, us having to yeah. endure this right and then they like escort dolores out which i'm not sure why um maybe yeah because he's like if you'll take one elbow of the two faithful dolores i will take the other and then they kind of so i assume that they just like escort her out maybe. i think they're just like yeah guiding her out so that man and wife can discuss jackie i don't know maybe yeah i don't know maybe she's so upset that she's about to faint as you do I don't Could know. be. That, I, that I think knows. Doyle just lost interest in the story. I think he just wanted to stop writing. Right? He's like, ah, oh, man, I got a deadline. I got a <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the the story ends with uh, Holmes writing a return letter to Morrison, Morrison, and Dodd, purveyors of fine machinery, re vampires, uh, informing <laughs> them that the matter has been concluded and thanking them for the recommendation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, well, this case was fun. Yeah. Solved it. He he does not Next. he does not leave the possibility of more ghost work open, however. No. He's like, well, you know, I did solve this one, but don't be coming to me with every ghost story you have and every no. you know, like please. Uh I have a reputation I'm not to gonna... maintain. I'm not Sherlock Honestly. Holmes vampire hunter. Unfortunately. No. Take that Sorry. shit down the street to Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. I read that book. It was not good. <laughs> I can't conceive that it could have possibly been, but you know, no people enjoy yeah. different things. Uh, that's I, true, and that's yeah, fair. and in different ways too. Like I saw that Pride and Prejudice and Zombies movies, and yeah, unironically enjoyed it. It was funny. Like if you they take, did movies of those, they did a movie that was Pride oh. and Prejudice and Vampires. They also did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I assume it's the same people. Right. I didn't see Abraham Reasonable. Lincoln, but I did see that one. And I mean, movies like that are occasionally really fun to watch because they know they're ridiculous. And if you Correct. know you're ridiculous and you lean into it, it can sometimes be really good. And I don't usually yeah, 100%. go looking for media like that, but every now and then it's like, that's what's fun to watch. Uh, yeah. So yeah. This, I, I, I respect yeah. media that knows itself. Oh yeah. Um, there was, there was another one in that same series, uh, that Pride and Bridges is always, they did Sense and Sensibilities and Sea Monsters. Oh, Which that made me awesome. very happy. <laughs> I love sea monsters. I love them. I won't get scared by things swimming down in the big, big ocean. Get that thalassophobia going up. Right. But I tried oh my to God. read. Yeah. Nessie is my number one favorite cryptid. Love Nessie so much. Love to see oh it God, someday. You think she's listening? <laughs> you think Nessie's uh-huh. going to follow us? Oh, I hope so. We're going to get that follow from We love verif- Bigfoot and Nessies and every, and vampires and everyone on this show. This show they is do. for everybody. This this show is cryptid friendly. This show is on, incredibly everybody. cryptid friendly. This is this is a safe space for all for all you mysterious boojums and whatsets. We got mm-hmm. fucking werewolf Gary over there. Werewolf Gene, not werewolf Gary. Werewolf Gene is a different guy. <laughs> it's ghost Gary, Casey. We got werewolf Gene and ghost Gary. And right, werewolf Gene, ghost Gary, and Sir vampire Pumpkins. Jeff. It's all, yeah, yes, vampire Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and that duck we named, and that duck from a couple episodes ago, I think, I think yeah. it was Quacksford? Quacksford, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We just yeah, McBillicuddy, because we got a duck bill. Yeah. <laughs> we honestly Nick. don't plan to make up a character every episode. It nope. just ends up happening. It's just, a, it's just who we are. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yep. It's a running joke that will not stop running. Uh, it won't. It's got legs, baby. <laughs> All right. Nick, who gets your Huxtable Award? Oh, boy. Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, I guess, I guess Dolores, the, the maid. Damn it. No one what's up, you know. Was that yours? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that was mine. <laughs> just, that was mine too. Um, gold star I, really should have just been in charge of this investigation. It's like, she it really should reminds me of like, I really like that trope. And they do this in Tintin, which is that like, there's someone who's like a minor character or someone tangentially involved that is just the smartest person in the whole room and in the Tintin yeah. stories it's kind of like uh he has a dog snowy and in mm-hmm. the french it's milou but uh True. he has a dog snowy and then he has his friend captain haddock i, be- just... I believe nicholas nicholas i'm very sorry i'm very sorry to correct you here but i believe yes. it's pronounced poutine P- no no this is this is a belgian french actually so <laughs> oh Canadian. i see okay no, so no, yeah yeah so it's, it's, so, it's easy, pr- easy so it's pronounced to... waffle yeah. <laughs> No, no, wait, no, wait a minute. So it's pronounced Poirot. If the dog's name had been Waffles, that would have been awesome <laughs> and even cuter. <laughs> yes. But anyway, so no, so Tintin, it's Tintin, his friend Captain Haddock, and then his dog Snowy. And Tintin is, and Haddock's kind of like the foil to Tintin in that Tintin's always trying to solve the mystery and he's doing all the action. He's, he's like, the foil, he's, he's, he's the tin, tin foil. <sighs> Just let me get through this explanation. Don't act like that was my fault. <laughs> it was good. Oh, that was really good. Okay. Nicholas, so, you know I have to swing every time. Here's the pitch, slow and straight. All I have to do is swing and I'm a hero. Seven and a half stars out of ten for that joke. So uh, Thank you. So, you know what? Eight. Casey, eight stars. Nice. All right. So, I'll take it. So, you got ten ten. Who's I feel better about that as... than any of the work I did today. <laughs> I, I mean, you got Tintin who's very capable and kind of just like, but still occasionally will like get knocked out or whatever. And then you got Captain well, Haddock kid, who's yeah. just kind of like a fool. He's really goofy. He tries, to, he's good hearted, but he's just, he's drunk most of the time and he's kind of just sure. dumb. Uh, and Real Hamish Abernathy type. Yeah. Who's kind of like, he's almost like Garfield in that he's really smart and knows what's going on, but doesn't really care. He kind of just wants right. to do his own thing and eat and like be warm he has dog, be a dog. he has he's yeah. a dog he has dog needs but he's just like well i guess if i gotta sleep if i gotta get to sleep in my bed tonight we have to solve this mystery so here you go i'll help you out and he's like it's really good it's so funny and that i love stuff like good. that where it's just like you have the hero and then you have someone smarter than the hero who's like yep. i guess i'll help you know <laughs> like, just God. out of the way like scotty's die if i, I don't scotty's kind of like that too where he's just like he really just wants to do his own thing, but yeah. shit just keeps happening that he has to go keep fixing, and it's like ah again here we go. I'm just trying to drink my whiskey here, but all right, like I got to work. Be yet another stereotype. Come right? on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever but, read any of the Tintin comics? I know I I, I keep meaning to get into them because I know they're like classic comics, yeah. but there's also like forty fucking years of them. Here's the thing about Tintin. After I saw the Adventures of Tintin in theaters. I went sure. and read every Tintin comic that was written. I Holy shit. I was actually really into Tintin for a while after saw nice. after seeing those movies there. I will say this though. The thing with Tintin is much like Sherlock Holmes. It's uh-huh. very, I'm listening. I'm just I'm looking Tintin up on Comicsology as we speak. I'm trying to figure out It's very good and very funny but also written in, like, the 20s, 30s, so there are a lot of racial stereotypes. He's basically like, okay, I would describe Tintin... Tintin's... Okay, 
full disclaimer, Tintin's super fun. It's great. I like it a lot. Um, it's really funny as a comic book, partly because it's so old that a lot of the jokes are kind of like, like, oh, haha, old, like, old humor, kind of like, it was written in the 20s, right. where, like, there's, like, a lot of tw- 20s slang that's really funny. Also, it was aimed right. at kids, so a lot of the jokes are extremely... Also, it was translated from Belgian. From Belgian, yeah. Well, from, well, French, Belgian, I guess they speak, French. they speak, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's aimed at kids, so it's all very slapstick humor, but... Right. It's, it's hysterical, it's really funny, but they're, like, it's like, Tintin's kind of like, I would describe it as Indiana Jones for kids, where yeah. he he goes to different countries, he sort of solves mysteries, he has to get out of scrapes, you know, and sure. all that stuff. And it's funny, it's like, it's rollicking, but because he goes to other countries, and it was the 20s when he was writing this, there right. are a lot of just really bad racial stereotypes. In right. the stories where he stays in Belgium, or England, or wherever he's supposed to be, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's just fun, it's great, it's gags, you know. Right. But just Poirot's as far as the eye can see. There's a lot of uncomfortable stuff. I can give you, I will, I can give you a list of yeah. all of the story, all the Tintin comics that are not racist, and you can read those, <laughs> and I would very much recommend them because they're really fun. And uh, it's but two yeah, keeping of them. that in, yeah, no, but like, yeah, keeping them in mind, they're really great. I, yeah, I love Tintin. Um, right on. But, but I do have to always present it with that disclaimer. Uh, there's a yeah man it's rough and you do, you don't honestly you don't have to go back far to find some no. pretty upsetting stuff i'm reading um yeah. i'm reading misery to uh to my missus at bedtime right now as is our custom mm-hmm. and misery um i'm not quite sure hey siri what year was misery published misery was founded august 10th 1821 well that's not what i was asking but that's uh it's an interesting <laughs> fact siri I'm so glad to know that Missouri was founded in 1821 on August the 10th. That's where a great many of our clinics are. The point is, um, <laughs> today, Missouri, today on the fi- final problem, we learned that Missouri, Missouri trivia, <laughs> yeah. um, Missouri, Missouri, the book Missouri was written, I think, sometime in the 80s, uh, or early mm-hmm. early 80s, and yeah. like the the main guy in there is a writer, and he's writing a book that takes place in like ye old England times, not like medieval times, but kind of like Victorian Sherlock Holmesy times, okay, and. Sure. There's a character in there who is clearly like, like we're not allowed to call him a slave, but he's a slave. Like his name yeah. is Hezekiah, and he does the whole "Oh yes, so Mister." Like I'm that's as far yeah. as I'm going with that impression. I'm not doing right. it anymore. I'm uncomfortable reading it out loud. But yeah, like yeah. you, it's it's even then like this. This book was maybe thirty the years 80s? ago, something like that. Yeah, and. The characters right like nobody talks about how this is a racist stereotype that this author should not be putting into the book he's writing in world. And it's I don't know, it's wild. You don't have to go back far to find right. some truly upsetting stuff. Yeah. And I mean, as someone who originally started uh college with the intention of becoming a literature major and is just sure. a huge fan of all classic literature, uh particularly British literature. I I don't know, it's just yeah. always been uh, one of my favorite things I was introduced to pretty much the first book series I ever was really into was the Chronicles of Narnia. So sure. I've always just really loved that whole uh, thing. It's I, uh, I, I still think we should definitely read the classics. There's a lot of good universal messages in there. Yeah. And there's a lot to be learned. As long as you read it with a critical eye for the history and you acknowledge that when you encounter something that mm. nowadays we would recognize as very 
you know, racist or a, a stereotype of a certain right. type of person. Problematic in some other it way. It spans, you know, like we said, like everyone was kind of like prejudiced against at one point or the other. We have the Irish, right. we have black people, we have Jews, uh, everyone, it, 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 depending on the era, someone was yeah. getting discriminated against. And as long as you are aware of that and recognize, cause it's like, if you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat it. And it's the same right. type of thing with literature too. If you don't, you know, not saying that everyone should read the classics. There's plenty of modern literature that is just as good, better, you right. know, because it doesn't have those things that you have to sift through. Um, but you know, if you don't mind doing the work, absolutely like don't just not read something because it has one bad thing in it. Cause otherwise right. you would never absorb any media. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I think it's, you know, I'm not saying that just, uh, just ignore it, you know, brush it aside. Don't, don't talk about it. That's why I really like that we always, when we encounter something that's like, I was worried about that at first when I, yeah. you know, when we were coming up with the concept for the podcast, I was like, uh, you know, what if we encounter something uncomfortable and we don't want to talk right. about it or, you know, and I don't want to just ignore it because that's bad. That's just as right. bad. But I like that we can discuss it. We, we, I like that we don't ignore it, basically. It's like, yeah, me too. You, and it feels, you can still, yeah, you can still enjoy the, cause there's a plenty of really good Sherlock Holmes stories that are just like, like good literature. Yeah. Not, not this one, but no. <laughs> um, some of the other stories and the novels are great novels. They're, they're really fun. I like getting people to read them and having people be surprised at how much they enjoy them despite being so old. But, mm -hmm. uh, where was I going with that? But yeah, I mean, as, as long as you have to acknowledge the things that are wrong with it, you and, do. Yeah, and I, I have a couple. I have a couple of thoughts about that. Um, yeah. First, first of all, my first thought is that everyone should absolutely read the classics, but not for the reasons you'd think. Mm -hmm. Um, I love me some Joseph Campbell, uh, the guy who came up with the um, hero's journey and you know unified mythology kind of thing, and in one of his books, The Power of Myth. He was talking about how he lamented that uh, the Bible wasn't taught in schools anymore and, like, the Greek classics and things like that. Not because he was especially religious, mm -hmm. but because everyone having been taught those things formed a common mythology, a common cultural understanding to which we could all refer. That, you know, you could, uh, like, everybody knows David and Goliath references and stuff like that, but if, uh, you know, uh, you talk about, uh, you know, the Ur Uriah, or the battle where Uriah got betrayed or something like that, to describe a, a great betrayal by a by a noble person who was overcome by his selfish instincts or something like that. I think yeah, that's what yeah. David did. That sort of thing. Like, being able to make those kinds of cultural and literary references is important because it allows us to bond with other people and understand that we have similar uh, experiences and similar understandings with them. Yeah. It, hel it helps to de-alienate the other. Yeah, it, it does. It really does. And I think, and I think today... Uh, just to interrupt you real quick. Um, I think today, uh, you have, uh, and that was kind of the way with TV for a while, where everyone mm -hmm. would watch the same TV programs. Like, if you went to yes. England, everyone watched Doctor Who because it was just right. on. It was on cable television. It was just it was part of was. cultural identity. Exactly. They're, they're and national. Kind of yeah. just, like, you had people who were big fans of it, and you had people who just kind of watched it casually and were like, whatever. Right. But everyone but knew everybody what it was watched and it. could reference yeah. it. And, like, everyone knew what a Dalek was or whatever. And, but today it's like, 
not everyone really watches TV and there's so mm-hmm. much TV out there that yep. even if everyone does watch TV, they're all watching their own separate thing. And so many conversations are just, hey, do you watch this show so I can make this reference up to it? And the other person's just right. being like, nope, I've never seen a single episode of that show in my life. And you're like, right. well, I guess I just won't say that thing I was about to say or yeah, whatever. It's, or referencing something and then not getting the reference. And it's just kind of like, well, okay, you know. That's the thing. You have to either make the reference and just swing blind and hope you hit the ball. Or you have and to hope use someone around you knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Or you have to preface it by saying, hey, if I make this joke, will anyone get it? And then even if they do, the joke is ruined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the worst. It's, it's the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. But my point is, yeah, uh, yeah the, the media diaspora uh, is – it's a good thing, obviously. More people than ever are making art. More people than ever are, are able to consume art. But the fact that it has yeah. limited and fractured our reference pools and common understanding and things like that, I don't know that it's – I don't know that it fits on the good-bad spectrum, but – uh I don't know. I wish we had more more common cultural understanding because, like, yeah. and I mean, I know we talk about how much we hate this guy. Fucking Trump is a bad guy, and he should stop mm. being president immediately. But, like, mm. do you think that if you and I were in a room with that man for whatever godless circumstance would bring us to such an occasion, do you think that either he or or you and I could make a single fucking reference that the other person would get? Um, Maybe, uh... You know what? I I don't know. I I highly exactly. doubt it. We're from exactly. entirely like, despite all of us being white, we and male, we are from extremely different social circumstances. Yo. He is a freaking yep. like alien to me, basically, and yep. not the cool kind. Um, no, not the good kind. Just entirely different social sphere. Entirely different. I don't know. Even even now, it at my job, I encounter people that are just that just have so much money. I yeah. can't even relate to them at all. I'm like, exactly. you, just, you just dropped 500 bucks on clothes for you, not even for a bunch of people, for you. Exactly. That's like my rent. <laughs> like, I'm like, we are operating on entirely different planets Completely here. Completely different. Yeah, and it's like, it's it, to the point where money stops being a resource and starts being a technology that they mm-hmm. have. Like, I yeah. just have money. I can just yeah. use money to make this thing happen instead of something mm-hmm. you have to worry about every day of your life. Right. And that's my point, is that like, without a common cultural background without and i'm not i'm not saying i don't think there's any version of any reality where you you me and donald trump are sitting there uh swapping like 20,000 leagues under the sea references <laughs> you and i would have a good time with that oh yeah i no, love absolutely. love me some captain that nemo book uh, is awesome I, yeah <laughs> it's great also underrated sequel the mysterious island which i enjoyed quite a lot i have never i actually don't think i've heard of that surprisingly like i love yeah i didn't know that he wrote a sequel to it it's kind of a stealth sequel it's it's its own story that is also connected and takes place afterward okay that's cool um but yeah my, my point is that that common that common core and reference pool of understanding is a is a big part of the connective tissue that makes it possible to actually fucking communicate with other human beings like they're human beings Mm -hmm. like when i'm just talking to somebody on the phone because they need to get checked in at the urgent care we don't need to understand each other as humans but like if you're gonna live in a society you need to be able to use symbols that the other person understands yeah 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 and that's and so i think everyone should read the classics for that reason even though i have Mm -hmm. not read them myself my second thing (laughs) is this So, as a podcaster, every time we record, 
I'm terrified basically the entire time. Uh, <laughs> I'm, because, oh, good. You too? Thank goodness. Yeah. No, same. Yeah. Every time, all time, every time. I remember when we started, you were like, man, I was super nervous. And I was like, yeah, get used to that. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't um, go away. Yeah. Like, even even just earlier in this, in this very recording, I was thinking about like, I was like, oh, this podcast is going great. Like, I love this one. Can't wait to listen not to it again later. And, and I was like, but I am laughing so much. And I really need to ask Casey to edit that out because I feel like I'm doing it way too much. It's just a nervous. I, get that. I can't control it. I can't control I'm it. I'm not asking you to. I would never And it's dream. just like, it's, but yeah, so yeah. there's that. I'm, yeah. I'm terrified every time I'm terrified of saying something without thinking, which we all do, but most mm-hmm. of us aren't being recorded when we do it. I'm mm-hmm. terrified of saying something that just sounds like makes a sound that is bad. Uh, I'm scared of a lot of things, but one of the things that I'm scared of that I shouldn't be is when we point out something that's not okay, like the ableism, like the racism, like the sexism, I fear that it is easily perceived as what is referred to as virtue signaling. I'm afraid that someone is going to hear us do that and say, oh, well, look at them. They're trying to be so great. Like, they're so perfect. Like, they've never been mm-hmm. accidentally racist in their lives. Yeah. And I, and that's absolutely not the case, obviously. We're trying to point out that there's a lot that's wrong that's going on, and mm-hmm. It's important to point that out and say, look, that's not okay. Yeah. No, and absolutely. And so I, in that context, I, I think it is important to read Tintin with the racism sin. I think it's important mm-hmm. to read Sherlock Holmes. And, and as you said, we can't pretend that there, that this bullshit isn't in there because, and this leads into my larger point. Yeah. Because these things are old, it's easier to accept, oh, different time, rah, 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 even though it was absolutely not a different time. There is only one time. It is only ever now. People but, are the same. Yeah. People are Past, the same as they always were. Yeah. yeah. That's not a thing. But when it's in the past and like, I don't know who drew Tintin. I don't know who did those inks and those letters and, uh, printed it like those. Well, I, I know you do. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. It was but a, like, his things... name was Erge. He was a Belgian artist. Of course. Pretty cool guy. Well, like the, those names don't mean anything to me. That's not a person we have to deal with in the real right. world. Yeah. So. In this modern age, we are it's, – it's it's more excusable and we can say, oh, historical context, rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. But in this modern age, we are having as a society to come to an understanding of the irreconcilable truth that sometimes bad people make good art. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know what to do with that or how to – my favorite game of all time, um, Night in the Woods, big part of my – it sounds really cheesy to say, like, mental health journey or no, that, whatever. Absolutely. But I, that's how I think of Sherlock Holmes, for sure. Ex- like, exactly. It's, yeah, it's it's I, yeah. a big part of my conception of self. I'm, I'm right. going to get my very first tattoo is going to be a Night in the Woods tattoo. And, like, uh, maybe a month ago, a month and a half now, mm-hmm. the internet exploded because um, a woman whose name escapes me, I, I feel terrible because it makes me sound like I don't care about women. It's not the case. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe she was the gamer, the Gamergate person, mm-hmm. came forward and said that one of the creators of Night in the Woods, the main creative force, arguably, a man named mm-hmm. Alec Holoka, mm-hmm. like, was involved in some, like, keeps a sex slave trapped in his apartment level horrible, Damn. horrible, oh. horrible things. That is the worst and he killed himself two days later. And so everyone who loved this thing, who loved yeah. this game, the way that I love this game, the way yeah. that I, I listen to the soundtrack almost it's every like, day. It's like, how does that not become tainted for you? How do you Exactly. Just... What do I do with this? Is yeah. it okay that I still enjoy this? Is, is, is anyone in a position to say that it's not? Of course mm-hmm. not. But you can't. 
you know, and Dylan, God bless him, who's much smarter than I am, but is also much more cynical. Um, yeah. Dylan, Dylan will talk as soon as you let him about the death of the author, that authorial mm-hmm. intent means nothing, that who the author was means nothing compared to the work. And like, yeah, I get what you're saying, but also if Hitler made cookie jars, I wouldn't buy one of those cookie jars, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I struggle with that too, because it's like, in some cases, there, you expect if someone's really evil that you'll be able to see stuff like that in their art, like Lovecraft. Right. It's what like, do I think? you, in most cases, you can usually, like, if someone, like, one of the, um, one of the writers on Deep Space Nine, uh, Rick Berman is just, like, consistently hated by fans because he, mm-hmm. if you look at, like, all the most sexist, gross, like, just bad episodes of Deep Space Nine, every time, a, right. every time an actor or something came up to him and was like, I want to play my character as gay, he was like, no, fuck you. And right. that he's, there's that guy. And Deep Space Nine, my favorite TV show probably of all time. I love it. Sure. And, but he was part of it. He wrote some of the episodes. He was involved yeah. in the writing. He was in the writing room with all the other. He was a part of it. He was a part of it. And I, like, have to just what do you do with that it's like okay you know it's and i think in some cases yes nasty people can make good art you can like that art without knowing about that and supporting yeah and it's like i i think it comes to me i kind of think of it as like as long as you're critical about it it's okay because it's like you can tell when you can make the connection between oh that guy did that and then there's this in in the story. I see how right. that connects. But then sometimes that's not there. Sometimes the story sometimes has nothing no to do. There's yeah. no connection at all. And in that case, I think it can just be. I'm sorry, the cat's scratching on my. Oh, dog. you're fine. Oh, yeah, you're the fine. worst possible time for them to do this. Hey, <laughs> it's pretty on brand, actually. Um, it really but no, is. I get, I, I get yeah, what and, you're saying. And sometimes, like, as long as you're aware of that, you can just be like, "Yeah, someone really gross made this, but I still like it, and I can acknowledge that." And still enjoy ex- the art enjoy product it and itself. it can still mean something to me because art is, again, how you interpret it as well. It really like, is. It's not what's there. It's what you see. And like yeah. when David Bowie died, some pretty upsetting stuff came out about yep. David Bowie that I won't yep. go into because it makes me sad to think about. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that Diamond Dogs doesn't fucking rock and always will. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, it, like it, I mean, I love yeah. Elton John and every song that he ever made or was a part of, but he's rich as hell. He has like five houses. This dude is like, yeah. if I was in the same room with Elton John, I'd be like, I'd fanboy a little bit, but I wouldn't try to talk to him probably because we yeah. could not connect, I'm sure. Like, yeah, I'm almost positive. to talk about. Um, you know, I could still rock out to his music and understand that I probably wouldn't be his friend in real life, yeah. but it's like, he, he makes good art. It's, you know, it's kind of like, it's... At a certain point, it's just like what the art means to you, regardless yeah. of what the author may. I I agree with Death yeah. of the author in some cases, right? Uh, it's not a not universal thing, and that's honestly that's it, part of yeah. the problem is is that humans, you know, we're built into this binary state where we always think of things as yes or no, on or off. Mm-hmm. And part of the problem there is that we tend to think of like we tend to think of artists as brands, like a brand that you have to support in order to like the thing because either they are one with their art, in which case you have to support them both, or they are 
completely separate from their art yeah. in which case yeah. you have no point in which case you have no place criticizing for them for the behavior because it has nothing to do with the art and neither of those is yeah. acceptable neither of those is true and that's not that's not a thing we are good at uh, as a society yet yeah. i think i think we'll figure it out at some point you know what we'll never figure yeah. out how to end a fucking episode <laughs> No, I could really just keep going for another hour, but I'm like, yeah, we can't. We are already like, I don't even know how long are we at. Oh, it's long. Uh, geez, two um, hours and five minutes. Good luck editing. Yikes. This case. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, all right. Let's let's out. let's Get wrap out. up. Um, yeah. my Huxtable award. Uh, since you stole it, and we're not going to do a daily double here. We won't double up on that. Mine will go to, to Carlo. Uh, no, yeah, Carlo. that was my next. Yeah, no, that was my next running too. I'm glad you gave it to Carlo. Yeah. Well, because named, of the reasons you named. Even though the wife wasn't named. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. real. But no, for the reasons you named with um with Snowy, because the dog knew what was going on the whole time. Mm-hmm. Did anyone ask the dog? No. No. <laughs> if, if one single person could have just asked Carlo his opinion of this case, could have been solved right then and there. Exactly. Five minutes. Always Easy. ask the dog. Come on. Go this play basic, ball with werewolf genes. This is um, basic detective. Honestly. This is the deductive <laughs> right process. Yeah. So that was the Sussex Vampire, folks. It sure um, was. It sure was. <laughs> All of it. Next week, uh, we have earned the wrath of the pod gods, and due to a suggestion from your brother, Nick, what do you say next week we uh we watch Holmes and Watson with uh, John C. Riley oh, and Will Ferrell? Oh man, I I'm gonna regret this so much, but yes, you really yes, are. You really we are. should do it. It's gonna be real bad. Yeah. It's going to be real bad. Here's here's what's up, listeners. Um, as you uh, Patreon donors of ours know, the Patreon listeners get uh, bonus content that doesn't go on the main feed. Nothing like nothing 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 interesting or especially good is locked behind a paywall. We're not restricting content, but now we are. <laughs> so <laughs> there's the Patreon feed has like the pre-show goofs we do before we start recording and stuff like that. Maybe some other bonus material. What we're thinking about doing is doing some movie reviews where we each compile a list of movies that the other hasn't seen and that we think the other needs to be exposed to and we watch them together and, you know, just uh, do a little review of them. So what we're going to do is we're going to do Holmes and Watson. We'll do that next week starring John Unfortunately, C. Riley and Will Ferrell, <laughs> who are who are both, and here's the conclusion to which we've come, listeners: John C. Riley and Will Ferrell are both incredibly powerful actors when they want to be, right? Mm. Yeah, um, oh yeah. Stranger than fiction, uh, a lot of bits of Walk Hard, even Chicago, um, but like they are clearly just best friends in real life and have realized that they can make whatever stupid project they want together. They are Nick and I without a budget, essentially. <laughs> Yeah. They could just, yes. Um, so we're gonna watch that. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna review it. And if you like the review, then if you wanna hear us review more movies, uh, maybe consider donating to our Patreon. You can find us at Semi-Auto Magic on Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you the key to all the bonus content. And, uh, that's just a little, um, little enticement we'll put out there. So, this is the first time. This is a record-breaking moment. We're not gonna roll. We're not gonna choose a next story. We know what we're doing next time. Uh, until then, you can find us on Twitter at Hotel... No, I'm at Hotel Theotokos. Yeah. Nick has <laughs> vanished job. from Twitter in an act of self-preservation that I think we I'm, should all emulate. I'm taking a little break from Twitter. I, I will probably enough. return at some point, but at the moment, I got some... I just nah, dog, you're a champion. Be, well you're being. a champion for hanging <laughs> on as long as you did. Yeah, no. You can yeah, find us I'm, at The Final Podblum. Uh, due to recent revelations re-Facebook's policy concerning politicians blatantly lying in their advertisements, uh, I'm going to be taking all our pages off of Facebook because... (laughs) 
I mean, it's get, it's getting pretty over. Facebook um, is canceled. Facebook guys, is canceled. Face, Facebook's not great. Uh, but it's, you can find us on Twitter. Yeah, it's a garbage fire right now. Um, we would love to hear from you. You can see uh, all of our great fans like Chris Daly and like a gentleman that I'm going to look up presently because his name flew out of my head the very moment I tried to think of him. But he's the one who did the uh, Prime Minister Polka Dots drawing and of course it's yeah while you're doing that i would also recommend while i am not on twitter twitter is it's fun it's where we put all our stuff absolutely visit the twitter homepage. um i'll be like i'm like casey send it still sending me updates about the um homepage which i love seeing i love our fans um absolutely still message me um if if or not message me but uh message the problem i will i will see messages still and i'm still involved yes. in uh in the podcast in that regard i would also recommend if you want to just log out of twitter and go for a nice long walk in the woods i recommend that too but it's up to you yeah <laughs> that's my that's yeah, that's my God, i wish i <laughs> i wish i had some woods instead of burning sand right <laughs> outside I, my home you could go for a walk um, in the nice cool mall maybe yeah there you go (laughs) head down to arizona mills um or the tempe marketplace no that one's outside never mind um (laughs) so yeah you can uh we got great people like chris daly who posts um thematically appropriate birds for every episode he's gonna have a time with this one um we've got a gentleman posted an owl especially for me just for you just i tell you i tell you i almost cried it was so sweet (laughs) <laughs> no part of me is surprised um a gentleman whose current name is it's it's at robert p221b it's uh robert Perret will be at left coast sherlockian apparently there's some kind of sherlockian uh convention happening soon or presently here mm-hmm. in the beginning of october and, and quite a few of our followers have actually talked about going to that so and yeah um this gentleman robert was the one who posted the art of prime minister polka dots uh that i have printed out and hung in my cubicle at work for whenever i need inspiration um but yeah, you can it's follow so all our good. cool, cool peeps. It's a really wholesome community full of real cool cats who just want to talk there. A lot of them, admittedly, want to talk about Holmes and Watson smooching. And you know what? That is just their way. And you can be cool about it or you can get the fuck out as far as I'm concerned. Because <laughs> this podcast is not for you. <laughs> it's real, real not. Um, yeah. Every once in a while, I, I worry about like people hearing us talking about politics. Like when when the president openly solicited foreign governments committing espionage uh, to investigate one of his political opponents, I tweeted about how, like, we're pretty open about our politics here on the on the show because, like, art and dumb podcasts that try to be art are inherently political. Uh, mm. But also, like, it's getting to be real difficult not to be... <laughs> actively political just in our life like if you if you have a stance there is someone who is trying to use guns to prevent you from having it um so yeah i I try not to worry about how political we get anymore because what's happening around us is insane and if we pretended it wasn't happening we would be delusional yeah i i don't worry about it at all it's just like i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say and it's you can take it or I have yet I have yet to meet a conservative Sherlock Holmes fan and I don't think yeah. that's a coincidence. I don't know what I... it means but I don't think it's a coincidence. Right? I don't I would be surprised if many exist. I'm sure they do. I mean there's plenty of conservative Star Trek fans. Yeah. Some fucking how, but you know <laughs> <laughs> the, the episode when the episode when Worf and Dax went down to Ryza and that guy was like, "This utopia is bad," and somebody was watching that like, "Now I think they should be listening to this cat. He's got a lot of ideas. I'd like to right. subscribe <laughs> to his newsletter." <laughs> What's yeah. the problem with the Dominion? They seem to have shit in check. <laughs> right, they seem pretty okay. 
God. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on, listeners, and this is really our only place to vent. So thank you for allowing us that indulgence. Uh, we love all of you. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting. Um, we do this for friendship and for fun, but I, I'll say it every time, and I hope it doesn't sound schmaltzy, but like just hearing that anyone enjoys what we do or has anything to say is uh, fucking mind-blowing and y'all birders <laughs> finding each other and just forming a bird sub-community of our dumb podcast is so good i support um, it so much i hope that the birders just rise up and overthrow yep. the government and we just have do a it. bird bird president do it bird president 2020 <laughs> no, no 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 nicholas 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 we don't need a bird president do you know what we need we need a parliament of owls Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah you that can was be the a, leader. That was a good one. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. Felt pretty good 10 about out that. of 10 stars for that one. All yes, right. going out we, on top, baby. <laughs> we have to stop soon because we, we have are to stop over recording. two hours. We, we this, really, we really are. I, I hope I still have a wife. We yeah. can only test their patience so much. <laughs> it's true. We're going to bounce everybody. Find us on the interspace. Watch Holmes and Watson for next time or don't subject yourselves to that. Whatever, whatever your heart tells you. Maybe consult your rabbi. And until <laughs> then, uh, we love you all. Sign off. Yep. Gay rights. I'm, <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, gay rights, impeach the motherfucker, love each other, love yourselves. Bye, all our buddies. Bye, all our buddies. Theme song! Theme song, theme yeah, song, theme song. That'll do. That'll do, Donkey. I was do. struggling all through work. I was like, I gotta think of a good one. More like suck sex vampire. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, no. <laughs> no. Oh, I've God. done a bad thing. Alright, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Alright, gonna lead in. We got a good energy. I'm excited. We do. I love this story in that I don't like it at all, 